Hello, and welcome to Famicast 96, your Famicast for the latter part of January 2017. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by James Charlton. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> and Ty Sugart. Beep boop, son. <laughs> Beep boop. Exactly. And unfortunately, Cyrus is feeling a little bit under the weather today, so he's unable to join us, but we're going to press on and give you all the news and new business and all all that you can take, I hope. Well, this, this is the Christmas show, isn't it? Something, well, basically for some of us. <laughs> you don't want to hear what I play during Christmas because it's stuff I've already talked about years ago. Yeah, well, it was a bit special last episode, wasn't it? it was right, a hell, of yeah. a hell of an episode, wasn't it, Danny? Yeah. That's, that's I think, I think awesome. we nailed it. Nailed it. I think, so. that, I think we managed to do like, um, oh, we did the, the reactions immediately after. And then we did the actual playing the switch, you know, at the event show, which most podcasts had to do over two episodes, but we did it in one. Boom. First ever. In your face. Yeah, we're, pre- we're pretty much the best. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. All right. Well, on that note, with us being the best, as you already know, uh, we're going to take a quick break here and go into new business. And uh, James is going to go ahead and kick us off. Well, over Christmas, <laughs> um, watching, you know, watching a lot of Netflix, catching up with a lot of TV shows, because, you know, I don't have any time to watch TV, basically. <laughs> but in Christmas, I, Old. As, as Ty might say, go ham on, you know, the video games and the TV shows. And uh, I'm soon about to go ham again, because we're, we're about to break up, uh, you know, middle of February. So hmm. I'll have a long break again, to play video games. But um, yeah, over Christmas, um, caught up with Westworld, oh. um, which I really, really liked. Good. Um, the ending, meh, it was okay. But, oh, you know, the, the, ride, the ride there was great. I really, okay. really liked it. And the Fair twist enough. the twist was great. Um, uh, the OA, not so much. You know, I'm, something I've noticed about like lots of Netflix shows um, is that like they're kind of predictable. <laughs> or like, I, let's just say I've been burned by like, a few shows. Not not only on Netflix, but like you know, a few in the past where I've got really got into it, but like maybe halfway or three quarters of the way through, I'm thinking, are they actually going to resolve this? And then, <laughs> are they actually going to like explain any of this? You know, I don't need everything explained for me, but are, they, are these going to be satisfying? And then, no, nah, it wasn't. And I kind of guessed that halfway through the OA, and I was ex- exactly right. So, shame on me for um, watching it to the end and then being highly disappointed by the ending. But you, know. you have no one to blame but yourself. Yep. Pretty much, but Rick and Morty, that's a hell of a show. Oh, yeah. Series 2 finally came to Netflix Japan, so hmm. we uh, almost cut. I'll almost finished the second series of that, but anyway. Nice. Um, so, yeah, and they also added all the uh, Kamen Rider um, movies, which I'm sure you're all a big fan of. Of course. Yeah, and all the Pokemon yeah. movies. Yeah, all the Pokemon movies, up to the new Sun and Moon one. We're all, right. all on there. It's crazy. Wow. All, only in Japanese. Absolutely right. not a single ja- English subtitle or English dub whatsoever. Right. Dragon Ball Z is also on there as well. It's Dragon Ball and I think some other movies. But yeah, same thing. It's not even like the HD versions or anything. It's just, yeah. Just the straight up Japanese original. Japanese, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, the reason, the reason for that is, you know, as Danny, as you probably guessed, they're just owned by different companies. 
right you know, the 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 english it's not just a dub is it you know there's like you know they've changed the text they've changed signs they've changed you know people they've you know like yokai watch bi- you know bikinis were covered up you know all sorts all sorts of crazy shit right. goes on I mean, in they, the localization yeah with dragon ball i mean yeah that's how it started out but within the past maybe five years they've kind of went back and did like the original versions with english dubs <laughs> is it isn't one piece like one piece has got like a scene of someone smoking like every 10 seconds and like all of those had to be replaced with like i don't know holding candy canes or something yeah it was like lollipops and like sometimes they they, they would just randomly catch on fire and get stomped out i guess <laughs> that's lollipops too and then nami with her boobs out you know it's like yeah. there's so many things still like, anyway anyway i don't watch that show anyway but anyway uh, as for game, <laughs> you know all the characters so last year the last episode of last year so yeah last year i talked about um, axiom verge and i think i was like three or four hours into it something like that and it, it made my top 10 just i think it was like i don't know ninth or something like that because i'd only played it for a few hours and i think i said you know i'm going to be playing this a lot more over the christmas break and it was true i think i put in <laughs> i think i put in about uh maybe 18 hours i i tweeted out a picture of my final game screen you know which were well, very similar to metroid you know it's like game complete and then you know your time and how many items you collected mm-hmm. and they also show you how much map you discovered which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I man, there's there's a hell of a lot of weapons in that in that game. Like there's so like so many unnecessary weapons. They're just like, I mean, they're all different, but just like, uh, you don't, do you need this many? You know, <laughs> there's just so many variations of everything. Because um, like in Metroid, uh, they tend to stack, don't they? Like weapons tend to stack their abilities. Right. You know, if you have wave ice beam or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess they just like in this one they just kind of separate them all. But anyway, I got majorly stuck in Axiom Verge for a long time, and guides didn't help me. Uh, there was there's one point I kind of like thought, okay, fuck this, I don't know where to go. I've I've explored every single inch of this map, and I just can't see anywhere else I can go. And I was watching like some let's plays, and they didn't help at all. <laughs> they were just doing exactly what I was doing. I was like, fuck, you know. And then I was like fast forwarding, and, and they were in this new area that I didn't hadn't got to and i was like well how do you get here and it's like oh man it was painful but it, it turned out it was just this you know tiny little crack that i needed to like bomb <laughs> and that accessed a whole new area it's like god it was a little bit frustrating to be honest but you know once i pushed past that you know it was it was like kind of clear going to the end um and uh you know i, I, I tweeted out a few pictures as, as my progress as i went through the game and some people were chiming in um i think zach miller on staff he's a big fan of the game well he's a big metroid fan in in general and uh apparently i beat a boss which is not even a necessary boss there's like there's there's apparently this one giant wasp boss which you can just totally skip you don't even need to fight him but i did thinking that was a necessary boss but whatever (laughs) (laughs) and i turns out i did it with a weapon which is way weaker than what you should have at that time at that point so to, but, you know whatever fucking kicked his ass so whatever um so yeah it turns out you need, upgrades are quite important like um the the firepower you kind of upgrade your firepower not for individual weapons but like gen, gen, general uh firepower okay and also like the spread of the guns and stuff so once you upgrade like all of your weapons improve their strength and the the spread and everything like that so it's pretty cool uh, I was a big fan of like the lightning gun. 
and there was this other one which kind of like uh, is, uh, like sent out these kind of cracks of well actually lightning <laughs> I guess there's two lightning <laughs> lightning type guns it's like a straight beam of lightning and then there's this like you know like a branching out kind of one which kind of homes in on stuff which you kind of need for like these little tiny enemies which can really fuck you up yeah, in that game, there's a lot of like tiny enemies, but like they really kill you like quickly. It's like they're just a few pixels wide. So yeah, and uh, the last boss was a was quite a nice surprise. It was uh, it was quite different from all the other bosses. Um, and it uses let's just say without spoiling anything, it uses the kind of uh, zooming out of the camera, you know, which I think I talked about the last time I talked about the game. It's like which is different from metroid is that you know the screen zooms in and out right and um, to let you see more things and the, the final boss zooms way out and you see it's like huge area that you're finding the boss in it's uh yeah it's quite impressive so yeah the story um it didn't really tickle my fancy it was kind of like i mean uh it's like one guy who does everything right right Let, let's just say like story writing maybe not one of his strengths is a hell of a programmer and a hell of an artist and a hell of a musician. So, you know, give him a pass, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> give him a break. <laughs> hey, that's baseball. You, that, that's incredible. I mean, three out of four, one guy is just ridiculous. I mean, most of the credits are just uh, thanking people. Mm-hmm. It's not like just, you know, backers or whatever. It's not, it's not like, you know, it's not like sound director, whatever. It's just, it's just, it just says this whole game was made by me. <laughs> that's it and um or i did see john dr dr metz's name pop up right i remember him talking about that on rfn quite a while yeah, back. That, yeah that was his for, for his infamous uh infamous hypertrol get of reggie which you know <laughs> that is like hall of famer for me for hypertrol <laughs> gets for that just saying you know to reggie like um <laughs> reggie said something like oh should we uh be suing you or something for because it's like a blatant copy of metroid and, and um johnny said like well someone has got to make a metroid game <laughs> <laughs> so good so yeah um uh let's say well i i, I unearthed quite a lot of the map i think maybe i was over 80 percent of the map um weapons were maybe like 70 percent of the weapons but my time was like way longer than it should have been for that kind of percentage hmm. Um, which which proved you know I had a good time uh, a good few hours just dicking around <laughs> lost basically right yeah so yeah I know hashtag get good right but you know <laughs> whatever it's a hell of a game and I yeah recommend it for if you haven't played it and if you like Metroid it's it's a no brainer so good so um, for my uh, I think it was my birthday. Uh, Nintendo sent me a, a coupon, a 40% coupon, and they gave me like a list of maybe four games, mm-hmm. um, like two 3DS games and two Wii U games. Um, I don't have a European uh, 3DS, so <laughs> I couldn't buy either of those. Not that I wanted to anyway. I think it was like Mario Kart and 3D Land, both of which I own. Right. Um, <laughs> and the Wii U one was uh, uh, Twilight Princess HD and uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I infamously don't really replay zeldas uh ever really i mean the only one i've ever replayed is um uh, zelda 3 link to the past um so i wasn't really <laughs> you know 
I seem to play uh, Twilight Princess again. It's, a, it's quite a bit of a time commitment, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, I like the game. I, yeah. I, re- I really liked it back in the day. I played the Wii U version. Um, yeah, I think I 100%ed the game back in the day. So no inkling whatsoever to uh, do that again. Sure. So, yeah. I uh, I slapped down my uh, my cash for Yoshi's Woolly World, got forty percent off. So, uh, got it like less than thirty squids, like I don't know, maybe twenty eight squids or something like that. Not bad, not bad. Uh, so it's a forty squids game, so it's it's a it's a good deal. And I, I just can't believe this is my second like full retail download. Mm-hmm. This is like so un me. It's like <laughs> I, I I don't do this, you know. I don't buy. I mean, especially like a Yoshi game. I love, you know, my. I love Yoshi is probably my favorite character. You know, I'm not trying to like copy the other British guy on the <laughs> RFN uh, on the Maybe. Nintendo World Report podcast. I genuinely, I've always liked Yoshi. Maybe it's a British and, thing. <laughs> Maybe it is. I mean, Yoshi's Island, aka Super Mario World Two. Um, that's you know, that's up there with one of my you know favorite games. You know, <laughs> fucking love that game. Um, and uh, you know, it's actually secretly a really hard game. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can play it in, and you know, you can just breeze through it as a, you know, on face value, and it's, you know, it's not that hard. But like, you know, if you really want to like unlock the secrets and beat the secret worlds and collect everything, it's very, very hard. So maybe not very, very hard, but you know, it's hard. It's harder than you think. Hmm. Um, and then, but since then, there haven't been really been many good Yoshi games. Like, mm-hmm. there was the N sixty four one, which I thought was all right. It's, um, yeah, that's that's generous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I am being generous because I like Yoshi, you know. So when when I say it, it's all right, you know, most people are saying it's trash, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's good actually. I've, that's good. I've got you on my side now, so you know where you know my uh, <laughs> you know what kind of level I'm aiming at here, right? Right. Yo- Yoshi's Island. Oh, sorry, shit. What was it called? Yoshi's DS. What was the DS one called? Yoshi's Island DS. I think so. Yeah. Is that what it's called? That was supposed to be the sequel to the N- the SNES game, mm-hmm. and I was super hyped for that. Like, I bought that like day one, full price. I think I was in Japan at the time. I think I got the Japanese version, and that's one where you can get like Baby Wario and stuff like that. <laughs> and man, I was so crushed by that game, absolutely crushed. It was just devastating. I was like, I just couldn't understand why am I not enjoying this game? This is like the sequel or supposed sequel to one of my favorite games. And it just felt like garbage. I just couldn't understand what was going on. It's like, they haven't changed anything that dramatic, have they? It's like still same mechanics, same like, you know, finding stuff. But like, I don't know, just the stage design was just so bad, I think. And just the the puzzles just just didn't work. And the new babies were just all just nonsense, you know. Just made the levels more annoying. And also like the, I think the graphical style was just slightly off. It was like, okay. you know, it was like fan art of the original. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's a good copy, but it's just something off about it, you know? <laughs> and then, which made, when the 3DS one came around, um, which is uh, Yoshi's new island, um, I, I just instantly thought of the DS one. I'm just like, fuck that. It just looks like a, it had that kind of plasticky look, which, mm-hmm. you know, plagues a lot of uh, 3DS games. Um even that like upcoming Pikmin game, which may or may not still come out on the 3DS, <laughs> um, that kind of platform one, hmm. yeah, has that, has that kind of look to it. It's just like, ooh, it just really puts me off. And sure enough, uh, I didn't buy it. And then sure enough, the reviews come out. It gets panned. You know, loads of people don't like it. You know, 
even people who like Yoshi don't like it. Hmm. So, you know, it's like give up hope, right? It's like there's never going to be a good Yoshi game. And then along comes Yoshi's Woolly World gets, you know, good re re reception. So um, I went in quite anxious, actually. <laughs> I was really <laughs> worried that um, people are going to get overrated and stuff. But my verdict is this is the sequel to the Super Nintendo game. This is what I've been wanting for whatever, 20 fucking years. It, it nails everything. It's the, like, the feeling of it, like the exploration. Um, obviously, it's a totally new art style. It's like the yarn style from uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Right. And it, but it just looks so good. I mean, like the, this, the SNES one was crayons, right? Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Crayon, crayon style, right? And this one, everything is like a, a material. And just like, because it can be rendered in such like high detail now, and like in HD, it just it just looks so, you know, just like you can just touch it kind of thing. It's just, it's just so be beautiful. Um, and they, they not only, it's not just a visual thing, like they actually use that, you know. Like you can unravel parts of the stage and, you know, uh, and the way that, like even like the characters, the enemies are all like knitted in a way that just it looks like it could be knitted in real life. You know, it's like right. it's it's incredible what they've done. And like this, like when it just simple thing like walking across the floor, it just kind of mushes in slightly, like you know you would when you sit on a sofa or something or sit on a couch. It's like the way it kind of gets pushed in. Like it's just it feels exactly like that. It feels like you're playing on a, you know, like a like a playset kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, they've got the controls right. They've got the egg throwing right. Um, obviously, it's not eggs now. It's like balls of uh, balls of wool, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which kind of shaped like eggs, whatever. Um, but you know, you get them in the same way. You got the egg box that you can, you know, get them out of and stuff. And you got the five flowers which you have to find, and they're incredibly hard to find and very well hidden. Um, they've got a few new things like you can, un like I said, you can unravel stuff with your tongue, mm -hmm. which. Um, you know, and unveils new areas and you can actually now push against certain walls. Um, and once you get like the feeling of where they are, you know, they start to stand out. You're like, okay, that wall, I'll be able to push that. But they're all hidden so well. Like it'll involve like, you know, doing flutter jumps at the exact right second to get between two posts or something like that. Right. Or like hovering over lava and then like landing on a small platform and then uh, accessing a secret area like that. Like they're really well hidden and, you know, it requires a lot of skill. But of course, you don't need to do any of that. You can just fly straight past it, you know. And you just want to complete the level, you know, for, you know, baby mode on, you know, you can do that. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, I want to find shit. And the, they've actually added um, another layer on top of that. They've got these um, uh, special kind of balls of yarn, which are, like, even harder to find. Like, some of them will require, like, well, before they had the red coins, which were hidden often within other coins, which was, which was real like sneaky move, right? Like you'll have a bunch of yellow coins, but like the middle one is actually a red one hidden. So with this one, they've got the gems from from Kirby's Epic Yarn. Mm -hmm. But like if you collect like a whole set of them in a, in st not not a set, but like a like a whole group of them, they'll unveil uh, a secret. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like. You, you, if you just skip past all the gems, you know, you'll be skipping a lot of secrets. And, um, you know, the clouds with the wings, the, the question mark clouds. Yep. yep. Famous in Yoshi games. Like, um, you, you get the feel of, like, where these are hidden. Like, if you just go a little bit further than where you should be going, or if you go on top of a pipe instead of just straight into it, 
or you know you go on top of a platform when you should be going under it like you're bound to reveal one of these and then that will reveal like a you know a, an alternate path or you know something will grow from the ground and it'll let you climb up higher and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like even in like the first world there's some really hard things to find like um i think it's even like the second second stage of the game like you know you have to reveal these question mark uh, clouds to even like complete the level just basically I discovered this because um, I let my son uh, uh, play the game uh, first. <laughs> he, he just like he just reached a point where he just didn't know what to do. He just couldn't. He didn't have the, you know the history. Obviously, he didn't know about these clouds and stuff. So, and I was like, shit, yeah, this is. I mean, I like from what he was doing, I could tell what he was supposed to do, but like it's kind of like a hard thing to explain. It's like, okay, well, if you go over there where nothing is, <laughs> something will appear, and then hit that. You know, you know what yeah. I mean. It's such but- a weird concept to explain to someone you you know who hasn't played these games before so i just thought wow if they're introducing those kind of like you know hard concepts in like level one dash two it's like it's like wow you know this is not a game for babies this you know this is a proper hardcore yoshi game which sounds weird to say it like that but you know (laughs) a hardcore (laughs) yoshi game but like um yeah they do actually have lots of baby safe modes like um uh they they have co-op they have simultaneous co-op and uh <laughs> there's oh, what is it called it's not soft well mellow mode i think it's called hmm. so when if you switch on mellow mode um yoshi can have like infinite fly he's got wings and he can have infinite fly <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not it's not a vertical flight it's a it's a horizontal so you'll keep your horizontal flight like permanently you just hold down the the jump button and you'll stay at that that um, level so you don't need to worry about like uh falling into pits or whatever and i think you're invincible so wow. yeah that's perfect for like you know for like if i want to play with my son you know uh turn on mellow mode and let him play as the the second yoshi mm-hmm. it's great um so yeah i appreciate that um so but yeah so you would think with a game with a with a mode called mellow mode Oh, a, a mode where you can't die. You think, okay, this is just a game for babies, right? But I think they did that because the main part of the game is actually challenging, you know. And they realize that you know, casual players are not going to be able to, you know, even like beat World One. I think <laughs> without some help, you know what I mean. So I was very impressed by that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm currently on like uh, World Three, I think. Um, so yeah, I've gone the gone through like quite a few castles or mid 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 world castles as well like there's there's two castles per world mm-hmm. and yeah they've got some great puzzles like this there's, there's one that i've just completed um where you you start the level and there's just a door with like four padlocks on and you just basically have to explore the the stage looking for the keys ah yes mm-hmm. and um yeah they're just yeah they're really well hidden like this um basically like an like egyptian theme mm-hmm um, say so like in this pyramid, and it's got one of those infinitely recurring corridors, mm. which, uh, which man, which game has had that? Which I think it's been a few Mario games, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Like it just keeps going, and you're like, when you've gone through like the sixth uh, pass through of the the level, you're like, wait a minute, I'm not actually making progress here. There's something going on. Mm-hmm. It's like is there like a puzzle, like a a pattern you have to do to to unlock the next part of the thing. Um, Oh, man, I think it was one of the new Super Mario Brothers levels. Uh, new Super Mario Brothers games, actually. Nothing about it. Maybe the first one. Hmm, okay. You have to like jump high, jump low, 
like yeah. that. And it kind of goes ding if you do it the right way. Right. Um, so you've got something along those lines, like um, there's like a hidden door that you have to get. And if you don't figure that out, you'll just be like running down the corridor infinitely. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's in world three. So yeah, and I think there's, a th I assume there's six worlds. Um, I could be wrong. I, th I think there was. I mean, I it's been a while since I've played it and I, I did beat it. I didn't nice. get everything, but yeah. Yeah, and I think each each world has got an unlockable bonus, uh, which you get for getting all the flowers, the the forty. Uh, yeah, I think it's forty flowers per um, uh, 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 per world. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm almost close to getting that for the first world. Um, but yeah, the the balls of yarn, by the way, that I talked about before, they unlock like a different Yoshi skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they do, they do go all out with the amiibo unlocks. By the way, in this game, like holy right. shit. I mean, it's not quite Mario Maker levels of amiibo unlocks, which has literally everything. But it's almost there. They've got like Famicom Rob uh, amiibo, <laughs> uh, Yoshi, Mega Man support. <laughs> also, I mean, yeah, it was fantastic. I was trying yeah. out all my amiibo like when I first got the game, whenever the hell that was, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just trying out all the different little styles for them. Yeah, they got Splatoon Boy and Splatoon Girl and Squid Yoshis. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental. So actually, I did buy the Yarn Yoshi like years ago, like quite soon after I got my Wii U. <laughs> Just like when the when the game came out in over here. I think does it come out here or Europe first? I can't remember. Is it the Japan or Europe? It might or, have been or, in Europe first. Um. Yeah, but maybe closely followed by Japan anyway. I think America got it way late. Right? I think that but, sounds um, about right, yeah. But yeah, like, I just couldn't resist buying that Amiibo. It's just, I mean, not as a Amiibo, not as a game-playing thing, but just as a toy. Just to, Yeah, like, I mean, I got all three colors <laughs> of the thing, so... <laughs> well, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got one green, small green one. But yeah, that was, that's been... That's been great. I mean, my son loved to play with that as a toy. It's, I think it was on a Christmas tree, like two years running as a Christmas <laughs> ornament. It just it looks so good. So I finally got <laughs> to, to actually use it as a amiibo, <laughs> and it's hugely disappointing. Like uh, hugely disappointing. It's it's annoying as fuck. Basically, it's an it creates like a mirror Yoshi. So like it just mirrors all of your moves. So you, you go right, it goes right at exactly the same time. Right. It's like uh, oh man, what's it called? The, the double cherry uh, uh -huh. in three D world. It's basically a double cherry. Um, but it just gets in your way. You're like, you're trying to like lick something and you'll lick him instead and then make him into a ball. It's like, fucking get out, my just die. And then he <laughs> dies and he comes back immediately. And it's like, oh man, I tried it once and it was just so annoying. Uh, never going to use it again. So I can imagine people who bought the set, you know, the, the amiibo in the game. It's like, yeah, we can use it with the game. It's like, oh man, this is shit. So they just got the, so just got the regular game. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, the amiibo support. I mean, the, the skins are the skins are cute. I mean, I like playing as uh, Rob Yoshi because <laughs> why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're playing as Rob uh, Yoshi. Life doesn't get much better, right? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm about halfway through the game and incredibly impressed and just relieved that finally we have a good Yoshi game after twenty fucking years of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> seriously what is going on um so yeah enjoyed enjoying yeah very much enjoying please much enjoying please much enjoying yeah
And uh, actually, now I think about it, I, I mean, I've got two retail games that are d digital downloads, both bought under the new My Nintendo system. Mm -hmm. So is there any chance of me getting a free version on Switch? You know what, you, actually? You, you ran, ran uh, laughter, no? James, you know, I was, I was thinking along the same lines and also laughing to myself, <laughs> but um, I was going through, you know, you can see it on My <laughs> Nintendo and stuff, the, uh, your purchase history. Mm -hmm. And it goes back all the way to like the launch of the Wii, Wii U, um, basically to 2012. You can see every single interaction you do, you've done with the eShop since then. Oh, so, the eShop, not not uh, Club Nintendo. Like yeah, well, it's okay. it, that was with the Nintendo Network ID. Mm -hmm. All right, okay, uh, okay. but mm -hmm. you can see that all in my in my Nintendo right now, uh, which is kind of neat. Which you know if. So with you, they do anything. With you, that's 3DS and Wii U stuff, right? Yeah, You've exactly. You double down, right? Yeah. So if they do anything with some kind of discounts or something like that on Switch, which uh, <laughs> you can point and laugh now, yeah. I think we'll talk <laughs> about that a bit later, actually, in news. Yeah, but I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I thought I'd bring that up on the show at some point. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Shovel Knight, it's not going to do that. So we'll find <laughs> the point to we're fucked. Um, yeah. But yeah, it would be nice. I mean. <laughs> now I think about it, though, would I actually want to play them again? I mean, Tropical mm -hmm. Freeze, would I want to start from zero again? I'm assuming that save files would not transfer. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a different format, isn't it? It's like, you know, you move into a different system, different console, right? Um, right. different architecture. I mean, it's like, yeah, these games are going to have to be rebuilt from, from ground up, right? But um, hmm. it's a shame, but, you know, uh, I hold no hope. The best I could hope is like a 20% off a Yoshi game. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Any, Yoshi on NES. <laughs> like one of the worst games ever. But anyway. There you go. Your favorite one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, we're going to take another quick break here and be back with some more new business. All right, and we're back, and I'm going to go ahead and kind of continue on with new business here. And, um, you know, I've been playing a lot of different things. Well, okay, <laughs> a couple of different things, one being Madden on my PlayStation 4. Everyone in Japan loves Madden, right? Yeah, Japan's most popular game. <laughs> that and some Star Wars Battlefront. I got, like, all the DLC for, like, 800 yen, so I've kind of been playing that a little bit, but... That's not what I'm going to talk about today. Um, oh, also, thank God. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's true. It's true. I've already talked about that stuff before. Um, <laughs> but what I am going to talk about, there was another sale, Star Wars related, on the PlayStation Network, and um, I ended up picking up uh, Star Wars Racer Revenge, uh, Jedi Starfighter, and Star Wars Bounty Hunter, a game that also originally came out on the GameCube back in 2002. And there's a funny thing about this, because I, I don't remember if I was talking to Ty about this either on Twitter or, like, in person, but uh, the Nintendo World Report review for Star Wars Bounty Hunter was written by none other than Ty Shugart. 
That's right. Back in the day when I was a big shot game journalist and got review <laughs> copies of games, <laughs> yes. I got I got a copy of Star Wars Sex Parrot or whatever and <laughs> reviewed it. Yes. Well, my, I think my favorite part of this review, just like the in the abstract, the, the line at the very top, it just said, just says Star Wars Buckethead is sort of fun. <laughs> That's a, I think, a pretty good set of expectations you can have when going into this game. Um, another interesting tidbit that I kind of came up with, uh, while just for shits and giggles, I was trying to see if I can find the Japanese GameCube version of the game or something, and then I found out after a bit of Wikipediaing that the game never came out on GameCube in Japan, huh. and it only came out on PS2, and it was under a different title. Oh, I saw it in the shop the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's the... it's pretty basic, and if I say this, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah." And <laughs> like, like bounty hunter, cool guy. It, I mean, it's still Star Wars, but it just says Star Wars Django Fett. That's just the name of it. Right. The Right. So, and it came out in Japan. Like I think it came out in America and Europe, maybe like December and November of two thousand and two, but yeah. it didn't come out in Japan until like is it May or June two thousand three? So, oh, I know exactly when it is because I obsess over this game. No, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I had this game on the GameCube back in the day. I think I got it for Christmas or something around the time. And I, I remember playing a little bit and then just stopping for some reason. And I don't know, I had kind of good memories and it, it's a, it's a cool concept. You know, you're being Django Fett. There's a lot of cool kind of like backstory to this character that you don't know much about. And he gets his head lopped off by Samuel L. Jackson. I, mean, right. I think it, if you forget where you're at or you lose your save file, I think there was actually a code to let you skip levels. Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah. Secret codes. Shoot, I might just do that to see the end credits. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yes, yeah, so I, I obviously I started the game up and have been playing through. And um, one I of the things totally wrong. It might have been like a developer build that I got that let me do that. Huh. I, I, my memory is just super fuzzy, but I do remember doing that on certain games. There are in this game. There are some kind of passcodes that you can enter in. I just haven't screwed around with it. So, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was probably it. I am pretty sure, like, I had the, a final build, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, in order to review it on time, like, I skipped like uh, some of the the more tedious levels. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, but um, the the cool thing about this PS4 version is that it's totally upscaled into you know 1080p and. Uh, sometimes the frame rate's a little bit weird, but you know it's it looks like a PS2 game running in 1080p. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you can't change like the geometry of the game and textures and stuff. Some of that stuff's just going to be new what character it is. models are hella expensive. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's a quick and dirty type of upscale, and that's fine, just to make it kind of more modern. Um, there are times though, whenever they're showing like some of those FMVs that you're just like, oh. Yeah, that's what this one looked like. Ether ring. Yeah, it's. I, I had a rough experience with that on the uh, Resident Evil re-releases uh, on Xbox One. I mean, the game looks great, but then you get that cutscene. It's like, ooh. Yeah, the Sega did the same thing with the Yakuza One and Two on Wii U. I mean, it looked great, and then you it just shows like these, yeah, these horribly compressed, 
videos that yeah is disappointing yeah well lesson learned (laughs) save the save the render builds yeah exactly so yeah i've been playing this game for probably about six hours or something like that uh most recently like in this past week and um you know i'm about halfway through the game right now and yeah i mean like i said it looks nice and there's some cool things that you can do with django um pretty close to the beginning of the game like when you first start out you don't have the jetpack but right. you get you get that pretty early and that really yeah kind of opens up how you can explore the game which yeah it, I, that, I i i'm trying to remember from like 10 years ago but yeah i think there were some pretty cool levels that made use of vertical space really well yeah Does that, that sound familiar yeah no, no absolutely I, I agree um and that's that's that stuff's really neat um <laughs> on the on the other hand though like there's no map for the game so it's and with the stuff kind of being you know the the levels and stuff kind of well when you're in like a certain level everything looks kind of like the same <laughs> after a while yeah. and it's it's easy to kind of get turned around at some points um typically once you just find like a group of enemies that you haven't killed that's probably the way you're supposed to go Right, but just like real life, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Do they, do they respawn? No, sometimes they they do have some annoying little respawn things where if you turn around and oh, all of a sudden somebody's just shooting at you again, you're just like, I just killed like ten of you guys. How, how retro. are you? Retro. What's we doing? It's supposed to do that. Yes. Retro games do that. Yes, but it's not that retro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that I found that kind of annoying. Just like no map, so you really don't have a good idea of where you've been and where you're going. Um, yeah. And in something that Ty kind of pointed out in his review as well, and I have some quotes I'll be pulling up here in a little bit too <laughs> nice. about it, is like, you know, they have a pretty decent like lock-on thing for the game wherever you're, you're, you hold like R1 on the PlayStation controller and it locks onto enemies and then you like mash square and you could, you know, just take out like armies of people like pretty quickly. Um, but, I mean... That's about it. <laughs> if if enemies are like way too far away, sometimes they can just shoot at you and somehow hit you from like you know a football field or two away, and you can't lock onto them. So you have to try to manually shoot them without being able to move while being shot at. So that could be kind of annoying sometimes. But you know, I, I guess talking about weapons too, there's a lot of cool little weapons that Django has at his disposal. I mean, like I said, he has like his twin little blasters there. Uh, there's a flamethrower on his wrist that he can use. You get access to a missile that he can fire from his back. Um, and there's also like a a tying, like a whip cord type of thing that he can use to tie up people. And uh, that's a kind of another part of the gameplay where there's also like in the weapon section, there's like a thing where he can like scan the characters and like all the NPCs around him to see if anybody has like a bounty on their head. And you could basically, once you scan them and you see that they're, they have a bounty, there's usually some kind of a little story about why they have a bounty and if they're wanted dead or alive and they have like a price and then you can tag them and yeah, decide whether to just blow them away or, you know, tie them up and then go up to them and press like triangle and he disappears into your pocket or something. Um, (laughs) Uh, All the stuff he does in episode two. (laughs) <laughs> basically and uh you know it, i found that the voice acting and stuff it's really well done um it's pretty good for something from that era where 
I'm just thinking of like, you know, a game like Final Fantasy X where the voice acting is just sometimes just flat out <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, but this is like one of those rare examples from that time period where it's like, wow, they kind of really went out on like the story and like the voice acting and stuff. Because I mean, they have uh, some of like the, well, they have the, the guy who played Django Fett. They have for Count Dooku, I think they have the guy that does Count Dooku's voice in like the animated uh, versions of the Clone Wars and stuff like that. It's not uh, Christopher Lee. It's a copy of him. Of course. I mean, they're not even going to get that most animated things either. So, right. I mean, that stuff's really well done. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> Christopher Lee was barely doing the movie. Yeah, exactly. But he was in the movie. <laughs> exactly. So that was cool. And one kind of, yeah, like I said, with the shooting thing, Ty had a kind of a little quip in here too. You know, there's one drawback though. Enemies will have a jolly time shooting at Django from further than he can auto-aim. It might not seem like much, but it's it's kind of annoying it's kind of annoying in game and probably the only thing keeping the control from being perfect because yeah, I mean, controls in this game are, are pretty well done. Um, I, I was just in a stage where you're going after this politician and you kind of have to go you're in Coruscant, the capital <laughs> the city. Cars indeed. Uh, Ty, is this why you don't like Star Wars? Uh, no, I don't like Star Wars because of the episode one and a really traumatic experience that's fair enough <laughs> episode um, two was the one that killed it for me yeah but i mean i'd, I'd argue that i mean i trust me there's a lot of problems i have with episode two but i think some of the most interesting things from that movie were the character Django, and particularly like obi-wan kind of being a detective trying to find out what was going on no it wasn't that, that bit was rubbish next <laughs> Okay, well, that's just, like, my opinion, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> Actually, I don't have an asshole. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> there you go, one for me. Um, yeah, but I was in this stage in Coruscant where there's a lot of, like, verticality type of stuff. You kind of have to keep going up. And at some parts, you have to actually use your jetpack to get up. But sometimes the camera is just kind of weird and doesn't really like to cooperate, like it does like this kind of, it kind of pulls back to kind of show you like, Hey idiot, you need to come up here. But sometimes it was kind of hard to just get to this exact little bar that you needed to like jetpack up to or something. Um, yeah. And I'm in a stage now where it's kind of cool. You got to shut down like a bunch of like power generator things, but there's a central room where there's just a lot of platforms that kind of go up the, the they're, it's a big, long, like, shaft type of a room, and you just have to keep going, like, up or down. And there's a bunch of people with, like, rockets and all sorts of stuff that sometimes you can't lock onto, and they can lock onto you. So that stuff gets kind of annoying sometimes. But Yeah. Um, I guess kind of wrapping up a little bit more. God, I thought I pulled more stuff here from actually Ty's review. But um, I have, like, the final, like, scores that he had for the game. And maybe a couple of comments here, too, from Ty, circa uh, late 2002. Wow, um, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So, and this is back when we had, like, all these different categories for the, different, for the games, too. So, for graphics, Ty gave it a 5.5. Uh, for sound, and this includes, you know, the voice acting and the music and all that stuff, he gave it a 9. Uh, control, 8.5, the comment, you know, awesome control, auto-locking system, sometimes doesn't go as far as you want it to, though. Uh, gameplay, 4.5, uh, 
Uh, the gameplay consists of running around, auto-locking onto enemies, and exerting tr a tremendous effort in hitting the A button a lot. <laughs> Looking for bounties is cool, though. And I think that's the thing. I mean, it, it is very, very repetitive. You lock onto one enemy in a big wave, and you just keep mashing the button until everybody's dead. And then you just try to work your way through the level. I just watched a couple of videos while you were talking then, one of the GameCube one and one of the PS4 one. And uh, <laughs> if you've got the YouTube settings on low, it's quite hard to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ty's final score here was a 5.0. And I think it was, he basically said like, yeah, this is just a mediocre game. It's not like terrible. It's not great. Just, yeah, this is a very appropriate score for it. It's like a lot of like a lot of Star Wars games. They've got like amazing presentation, like music, yeah. stuff like that. But the actual gameplay is, you know, not so good. Right. Do you remember uh, who developed that game? Because I sure as heck don't remember. <laughs> I think it was actually Lucas Arts themselves. Yeah, maybe in house. George thing. Lucas himself. George Lucas himself. <laughs> yeah. No wonder. No wonder it was shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doesn't. Uh, LucasArts not exist anymore? Or yeah, am I they're, retarded? No, they're done. EA basically absorbed them, so... Okay. Right. I have <laughs> no does. idea what year that was. Just probably, It was pretty recent. Um, within the past couple of years, really. Huh. Absorbs and shit back into the toilet. Yes. Basically. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, yeah. they made Battlefront, though, right? Yeah, they did. And that's a cool game. <laughs> yeah, so... Coming soon to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I wished. <laughs> but yeah, that, Sorry, that's I pretty to, much... I meant to say FIFA. There, there it is. <laughs> Easily confused. I can Easily confused. That. Well, that, that's pretty much it for for me on uh, Bounty Hunter. I mean, I think it's neat. And I like I said, I got this in like a three-pack for like eight bucks. So it's like, I don't feel like I was ripped off. And I think even at full price, it's like 15. That might be stretching it a bit. Because you might, if you played this game back in the day, you might be having better memories of it than <laughs> what you really were experiencing at the time. And right. a lot of potential, just like a lot of missed opportunities. So, yeah, sorry, Ty. I thought I had some more cool quotes from you. I, I guess I didn't pull, pull enough of those, huh? <laughs> yeah, you really dropped the ball this time. <laughs> well, you didn't, you know, you weren't reading from his review directly. I, that's the, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. I don't blame him. <laughs> Sometimes I like to tie an enemy up with the whipcord and slowly burn them to death with a <laughs> flamethrower and listen to them scream, especially if it's on that level where you kill like 200 police officers. This game isn't too socially conscious. Yep, that sounds like a Thai review, all right. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot about that part, yeah. Wow, Thai, you, you haven't changed, have you, at all? That's good to know. Stop, I can only get so aroused. <laughs> Talking about oh, like killing police officers. Wait, 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 what game was that? <laughs> that? That was the Star Wars game. Just that was about it? Yeah. I'm going to give that game another go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <clears throat> didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'll, we'll go ahead and take another break, and Ty will go ahead and close us out with new business. Right. Speaking of uh, 
murdering cops for fun and because it's your weird fetish. Uh, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Really? Got it fashionably late. They made a fifth one. Yeah, they made a lot more than five. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you know, I've been playing that. Just straightforward single player, doing the missions, having a good time. Now, uh, I know for all three people who haven't played this yet, <laughs> so. uh, there there are three different characters you play as, and you know they cross paths and you you switch between them based on context or whichever one you feel like playing, mm-hmm. and uh, they're f- it, it's fun because they have like way different personalities, mm-hmm. and I think they, I know which one you like. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Franklin. <laughs> Franklin's cool. I like Franklin. Actually, I like Franklin a lot too, yeah. It's yeah. Trevor, isn't it? Yeah, of course it's Trevor. <laughs> He's funny as hell. <laughs> Holy shit. And the actor who plays him is really funny as well. I think, yeah. I think he was in an episode of um, uh, Better Call Saul recently. Yes. yes. Oh, no fooling. Yeah, it's yeah. also in Westworld. Ah, yes. Good point. Wow, I'm going to ha- have to hit IMDB after this. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, pretty sure it's all because of GTA Five. I don't know oh, yeah. what he did before that. So nothing, right? Because I seem to remember they have a record of like hiring not famous people to uh, do their voice acting. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. I remember they they played the they paid the voice actors in GTA Four like peanuts. Yeah, even though they were amazing. Right, makes sense. But th- didn't they have like Snoop Dogg in one of them? No, that was true crime streets of LA. Something <laughs> in it. No, 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 okay. classic. no, no. The Vice City had a famous actor. Um, was it like Ray Liotta or something? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's the one. Snoop Dogg, Ray Liotta. <laughs> right. <laughs> Easy mistake to make. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty. I like. I just like to chill out and do missions. You know, it's fun. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, the characters are great. I love. I, I don't know what else to tell you. The characters are great. And How are those love, um, missions where you play like all three? Like, um, what, what are they called? Heists. Yeah. Um, are they like the highlight of the game, or just like whatever? Sort of, just uh, they, they seem just like, like regular missions to me, except more dramatic. Maybe I'm not far enough. Like later in the game, I don't know. Do they make dynamically generated heists? No, nothing's ever dynamically generated or anything, but they, they get kind of bigger and better and more exciting towards yes. the end, I think. And so, I mean, I don't think that's different from like any other mission, really. Yeah, It's just you do the stuff in a sequence and you, you do the big mission. Her, da, 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 da. Uh, if you look at it like that, then, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, wow, it's nothing. Ty, <laughs> Ty is a famous game designer, remember? He knows how these things work. Yes. Right? I invented video games. <laughs> <laughs> so can you. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like to do the missions, and I like to listen to the talk radio, and I like the jokes, and I like running over people and shooting grandmas and whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I mean... Like, yeah, now that, well, now that I'm thinking of, about it, it doesn't seem like a unique experience from the other GTA games. Yeah, I mean, I think being able to play these three different characters and kind of, I mean, yeah, the, the stories tie together, but each character has their own like set of friends and stuff like that. So even some of those 
non-story interactions and stuff that you have there is, you know, always kind of interesting and fun. I, I, I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I bought the PS3 version and beat it, and then I got it on PS4 and beat it again. <laughs> I, I love that game. It was really great. Wow. Yeah. So so I, I'm assuming you're playing the, the HD remaster on Xbox. Yeah, that's right. If you look at like game, I think it's game rankings or Metacritic. Like they've got GTA Four above GTA Five, huh. which, I mean, what do you think about that? Does that yeah. just prove it's all garbage? Uh, <laughs> do you well, agree with that? <laughs> well, no. I mean, uh, those games are also reviewed in the the in the year they came out. Like, if I remember, game rankings does never like ah uh, yes, good point. Do revised ones so. And uh, I don't give a fuck about what other people think about <laughs> video games because they're usually not me, and that means they're wrong. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have fond memories of GTA 4. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed and, it. And I'm enjoying 5. Though well, at one I point, guess the leap, the leap was bigger, wasn't it, from, like, you know, whatever, Vice, Vice oh, no, not Vice City, the whatever it was. San Andreas. San, San Andreas to 4 was a bigger leap than 4 to 5, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I like. I think uh, the mission design in San Andreas was not great, hmm. although I think it was a really good game. Hmm. Um, though what, one thing I was getting at is kind of a maybe like a psychological observation about video games is. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I noticed the way I play changes depending on which character I play. Hmm. Okay. Right. Like uh, it, it kind of reflects the personality of the character when I'm playing as michael you know i i try to be cool but i get frustrated sometimes mm-hmm. oh you know? so you're you're a method actor you know not, not i am actor. it's weird you're a method <laughs> method gamer yeah i i get into the character so hmm. and like you know with franklin like i i just try to take care of business mm-hmm. i'm the only sane person <laughs> <laughs> and then right. trevor you know i'll just run over grandma's and like not give a fuck <laughs> I'll just like I'll just impulsively shoot my gun at passing cars. Like I don't <laughs> even care. But like I would never do that when I'm playing Michael. Yeah, I I remember because I was when I played through it the second time on PS4. There's a lot of things that I remember playing through it originally. And I was like, oh man, if I would have done this and this, I could have had a hell of a lot easier time with the game, especially with some of the car stuff. So I think I had just like really souped the crap up out of Franklin's car with like all my extra money and that made some things like a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, I haven't been doing the side stuff. I haven't been trading stocks on my phone because that sounds fucking boring. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll look into that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe after I look at the achievements, like now I, I haven't even looked at the achievements. I'm just chilling out playing through the game. If it's anything like, like it is on PlayStation, which I'm sure it's, more or less identical there's some stuff man that's uh, i just i was thinking about trying to go all the way and then it just i was like nah man i <laughs> i'm not gonna do this and then like 18 <laughs> games of tennis or something it's like oh man i don't <laughs> want to oh oh yeah i never i never got the turkey achievement in gta 4 i got so many like two strikes in a row oh god <laughs> You know, Ty, I mean, one thing that I was really disappointed with Rockstar about GTA V was I remember shortly after the game launched that, you know, obviously GTA Online's a thing and they wanted to support it and get it going. But, like, shortly after it launched, they said, like, you know, we want to add, like, more heist missions and stuff for, I 
pretty sure at the time they said single player, but that's not happened. They've only turned to just keep GTA Online alive, and I get it because that's going to make them a hell of a lot more money than just making a one-off DLC single player. (laughs) My Twitter timeline is still bombarded with GTA Online, you know, new items, new cars. Right. Uh, in, yeah. Japanese, in Japanese, actually. The, right. the Japanese, uh, yeah, they're still promoting it in Japanese. From Capcom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I heard that's a, that's a big thing. Like, e- even on the Xbox store, like, they, they try to upsell you on, like, all these cash card bullshit things that sound mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I, I might never play the multiplayer. I don't think I ever played the multiplayer in GTA 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I played in GTA 4. It was okay if you're in with a good group of people, but that only happened to me once out of like a dozen times that I played, so that kind of killed it really fast. Right. I think with 5, one time I played with Alex Kalafi on staff, and that was fun, but sometimes after you die, you spawn, and someone's just right next to you, caps you in the head, and takes all your stuff, and you're like, well, I'm ready (laughs) to kill myself in real life. (laughs) True story. Yeah, I mean... Based on what I've read, like there's like zero thought put into the design of the multiplayer, maybe, hmm. or it just sounds just sounds like cash grabbing bad shit. But they've they've created a better system than they had in four, right? You've got a like a progression, like a player progression, and like XP that or sounds whatever, worse. Right? Like maybe. money carries over or whatever. Right? Yeah, four was just like a sandbox. You just do whatever the hell you want right. and fight cops eventually, and the military or whatever they throw right. at you. Or just drive around. I mean, yeah, it was just a, an open, you can just do whatever the hell you want. And yeah, you can do that with five, but it's, yeah, they really want you to earn money, do missions, rob stuff, you know, what houses. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me uh, of a game I, I did. I played, I, did, I, did, I didn't remember to put on my list for whatever reason, but I played through the single player Battlefield 4. Okay. Yeah, and you might remember I talked about the Battlefield Hardline. Like, I played the multiplayer, and I thought it was the worst shit ever. <laughs> but I was, like, blown away by the single player. Mm-hmm. Right? Battlefield like, 4 is the prequel to Battlefield 1, right? Uh, what? <laughs> it came before 1. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag, that's the joke. That's um. the joke. Uh, so I had a pretty similar experience, except, you know, I don't think the Battlefield 4 single player was as good as Hardline single player. Mm. So, like, I ran into a lot of bugs, mm-hmm. and there was, like, one section that was really dumb, but... Isn't, it that, was, isn't that Halo? Is, <laughs> if you're shooting bugs? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think every first-person shooter has to have, like, annoying little spidery enemies. <laughs> are they like just drones to, just, or something yeah just to make sure like the the game isn't perfect <laughs> no there wasn't though but I mean there were like bugs where like I would get stuck on things oh. yeah just like eh, sketchy stuff like that that happened a few times hmm. other than that it was good it was it was fun you, you forgive uh, Battlefield games slightly more than COD because you know they're more open world and like you've got the destru- destruction and stuff, right? No, but, like, with COD there's no excuse because <laughs> it's like a it's like a, basically a corridor, isn't it? Well, I don't think COD has has the the whole bullshit system of like 
progression where you get better weapons the more you play and you know just put yourself on an entirely different footing from people who have played less. Mm, no. Which, mm. well, I might I be played... wrong. I don't play Call of Duty m- m- online either. I only play good first-person shooters online. <laughs> so <laughs> as you're a method, now we've discovered you're a, a method gamer, what, what kind of uh, mindset do you put yourself in? In Battlefield, do you wear like military gear in real life or something? Oh yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just I, a I warning. Get, I get super <laughs> agitated when like the spent shells fly out of the wrong side of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> just a warning right. for any kids out there: method acting is not always good. I mean, ask Jared Leto who played the Joker. Doesn't always work out. Not always. It wasn't Jared Leto. It was Heath Ledger. What? Right. So anyway, I, I just remembered that. And I oh, that one. <laughs> I'm talking about the Suicide, Suicide Squad Joker. Never mind. Right. <laughs> a- anyway, I'm glad I didn't pay more than I did for Battlefield. Which was how much? Uh, it was like the two two pack for like twenty five dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that was a steal, actually. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the the other things I've listed. Uh, Killer Instinct, surprise, surprise. I was just at a tournament on Saturday. Oh. I got fifth, narrowly missing a free plane ticket to America. Oh, Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Get Boo. Get Boo. Boo. But uh, I had fun. Uh, saw some fifth, really... fifth, aren't there only five Killer Instinct players in Japan? <laughs> cool story. Someone's got to make those jokes with Cyrus not here, right? right. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, It was fun. Uh, I hope some people watched on Twitch. Uh, Domi, the 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 Japanese player, notable for making top eight at Evo Hmm. uh, a year and a half ago. He was playing the new character Kilgore. That's right. The character literally named Kilgore. Uh, Is he a comedy character? I think you alluded to him being a bit of a funny character last time. Uh, not really. Maybe slightly. Yeah, he's kind of like a buggy, crap beta version of Kilgore. Okay. I mean, Fulgore. Fulgore. Right. Man, these names. I'm just going to call him Murder Blood from now on. They're all named so wonderfully. Yeah. Is he better than Vinyl? <laughs> right, man. He no, he's like a really good character. He can do like like fifty percent combos, and you only have like one small chance to break it. So did vinyl. Vinyl <laughs> put him in the bone zone. <laughs> it was actually vine, but never mind. Oh, okay, sure, whatever. That's not what we call the episode, right. is it? So, uh, uh, one thing I focused on for this tournament is. Uh, sleeping well and then like eating really well but eating very specific things before the tournament yeah this sounds super crazy and meta but do (laughs) do. no night night before and the morning of i ate like uh high protein meals like boiled chicken peanuts (laughs) and uh it actually helped me feel like super focused and confident during the tournament egg salad <laughs> yeah, egg salad, sure. I like egg salad. Isn't that yeah, that's, the, that's the name of the guilty year game. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, slam a couple energy drinks. 
you know, in the matches that I actually won, like, you know, I was super on point and didn't, I made little to no mistakes. Hmm. Few to no mistakes. Serious question, uh, Ty. If somebody was eating Doritos at your place and they went, without washing their hands, they went towards one of your prize fighting sticks, arcade sticks, what would you do? Might be a little agitated, but you know those are those are uh, they're a lot tougher and easier to clean than standard controllers. So you would let them molest it and put crumbs and grease all over it, and then just wipe it off afterwards. I mean, it's a, it's the same hardware you find in the arcade. All you really need to do is just wipe it off real quick, and it's as good as new. Wow. Okay. Good. Yeah. Shout out to the Sanwa boys. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the alcohol spray guys. Right, the, the Kleenex. Yeah, right. that used to be me. And let me tell you, when you clean Time Crisis Two, it would probably shock you right in the nuts. True story. <laughs> you mean the static electricity, or yes, absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna go on this diversion, and you're gonna love every minute of it. I love Time Crisis Two. It's a great game. Right. Okay. So you remember the cabinet, right? It was like yep. a double cabinet. And it and uh, the guns were holstered in these big red and blue plastic things, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You remember? Yep. So now, if you think about it, if you want to wipe off the screen, you had to lean over those mm-hmm. and wipe it off. Right. And the machines didn't have like uh, the protective uh, plexiglass over like the CRT glass. Mm-hmm. So like you lean over and you wipe that off, and the thing is like. That the entire unit will hold like tremendous charges of static electricity, mm-hmm. right? Because it doesn't ground very well or whatever. And of course, when you lean over, you're going to be pressing your your ball sack right up against that big <laughs> plastic part, and it's going to send a big, sh- possibly visible spark right into your junk. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Great, Dude, it, it's real. Ask any arcade employee who has dealt with this thing. Wow, it's like, it's like this is where you you learn to ground yourself. I feel like I feel like there's an episode title somewhere in there, but anyway, right. <laughs> great balls of static, right? Yeah, this is where, like I said, it's like where every junior electrician learns to ground himself. It's from operating on Time Crisis Two. <laughs> Ooh. I, I never caught it bad but I, I, I know someone who did I think that was the last good Time Crisis game to be honest 3 was good, 3 was really good was that the one where it had like introduced machine guns yeah and yeah. I thought 4 was bad yeah 4 was generally Do it bad in no small part the tiny little spidery enemies Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. yeah 1 is a good like 1 coin game like uh, you, you can do that whole game in one on one yeah. one squid coin. I did all three in one coin. Whoa. Get good. The same yeah. coin? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I just used my keys to open up the right. There's a touch to a string. There's a touch to a string, just pulled it out, put in the next one. Alright. Now one more game real quick. Maybe you've seen this on Twitter, but I've been playing uh Sony Komi, the, the Super Sonico game. Never like heard of it. I snagged it during the Steam sale. It's kind of like a. All right, are, are you familiar with Super Sonico? I've heard the name. Isn't it like anime pink hair girl? Yeah, yeah with the huge boobs. 
Okay. Okay. Right. She's a. She's <laughs> Let me Google she's it. A, right. Be careful. Make sure no one's looking. Safe search off. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> I, I like forget. She's a, she's like a mascot for like a music event or a magazine or something. I don't even know. But okay. Okay. I do know she's like one of the most popular character figures to find in UFO catchers. <laughs> right. Right. Jesus so, Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> when I, the autocomplete went to Sonico, uh, remove <laughs> super Sonico figure, removable clothes. <laughs> wow. That was one of the like autocomplete options. I'll, I'll check that out later. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, over the years, I've accumulated this massive collection of Super Sonico figures. Not oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, no, not not actively collecting. Like I, I haven't bought any of those. It's all from fucking UFO catchers. And uh, oh, I guess over like five years, I have this mountain of them that God, I don't know what's gonna happen if someone sees them. Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> why? Why are we trolling uh, Jonesy with that? Uh, some somebody, I think it was Serin actually, said that that James had identified her as his quote waifu, <laughs> and I wanted to one up him as hard as possible and get some shocked reactions on Twitter. <laughs> so I, I I went to the closet and cobbled together this shrine of <laughs> Sonico figures and let's see comics. There's a bed cover, all sorts of horrible shit right there. <laughs> Put it all in one picture, tweeted that shit right out. Straight to the FBI office. Right? <laughs> Good. Um, so anyway, during the Steam sale, I bought the Sonico game, and it's like a visual novel slash photography game. Right. Photography right. in quotation marks. Yep. Right. And... Uh, Okay, right when I started, like, the first thing it asks is, do you want easy or normal difficulty? And normal difficulty is, quote, recommended for experienced FPS players. <laughs> FPS. Right, that was my reaction. Like, what the fuck? What kind of game is this? <laughs> so well, Does the, the P stand for pervert, or? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, like, I, I'm talking with my buddy, like, do I have to like bunny hop around and rocket jump to like good <laughs> angles? Is that that what happens here? <clears throat> yes. He tells me no, you can't jump, but you can crouch. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, course. You can. of course you can. That, that's what I that's what I said. So how you actually play is, uh, you you know you click through you do you have dialogue options and stuff, and then you choose your outfit for Sonico based on the context. And then you take pictures, and it's like this this uh, mini game where you try to move around Sonico to different angles, and these rings appear. And you have to take like centered photographs of Sonico through these rings. And also, you have like limited time to do it. Does it say what does it say when you when you take the a good picture? I think it just says perfect. Oh, okay. It's almost like a DDR ish scoring system. So uh, it's kind of fun. And you, you build meter and you can, I guess, talk to Sonico or get her to move into different poses. 
Right. Take a wow, wow. Right. But, you know, it moves pretty quick. You, you barely have any time to focus on her enormous boobs <laughs> when you're, you're trying to click these rings and, like, move around her furiously. <laughs> <laughs> well, something's moving, moving furiously anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm going to continue to tweet out some highlights from the game. Okay. <laughs> I like this quote without context. She's the proud owner of some splendid rocket boobs, which, I have, saw... <laughs> which have earned her the title and earned her the name Squid Cup. I think I saw that, and I just had no idea what was going on. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm playing the game, and I don't. <laughs> oh, so, uh, stay tuned for that one. Mm-hmm. Check out my Twitter. That's for the uncut uh, version of this conversation. Right. Okay, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, just in case you have to testify when I go to court. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a ni- man named Ty Sugar. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for new business. So we're going to go ahead and take another quick musical break here and be back with a bunch of news and God, a bunch of news. <laughs> so we'll be Time right for the news. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe just kind of go through some of these uh, this kind of game announcements and stuff like that. Uh, some of the stuff might have been kind of known quantities, and not all of this stuff is confirmed for Japan as well. So we're going to be starting out here at the top of our list here. Uh, some Neo Geo games are getting digital releases on the system on Switch. Uh, five games are now so far. This is uh, King of Fighters 98 coming out in March. I, did Cyrus have this? <laughs> um Waku Waku 7, Shock Troopers, World Heroes Perfect, Metal Slug 3. I didn't see this anywhere um, for Japan yet, especially not on like Nintendo site or anything like that. <laughs> I, I so. just assumed this was Japan. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Hamster Corp. Could... Who's Hamster Corp, by the way? Ty, uh, Ty do you know? Hamster Corp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they're the ones who are like, you know, announcing this. Yeah, hamster. That yeah, okay. Gosh, I don't know. No hamster. They do. They do a lot of releases on the eShop and stuff here, and sometimes abroad as well. Huh. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this next part we kind of covered during the live show. That, I think. that was on from, in, from Famitsu originally, by the way. That that news article. Okay. Okay. About Neo Geo. So Neo Geo games on Switch. That's cool. And fighting games, right? No so, reaction from Ty. Okay. Oh, yeah. Those are all good games. Okay. So I'm already wrong. Cool. I've played quite a lot of Metal Slug 3. That's, that seems like that would be the best fit for like uh, for the Switch. I mean, I don't know about uh, fighting games, right? I mean... Oh, as, King of Fighters 98 is one of the best fighting games of all time. There's that. As, as we found out, like, you know, a fighting game professional like me 
has <laughs> you know problems doing certain moves uh, with the Joy Cons in right. Street Fighter, you know. I'm not going to be able to pull off my moves in King of Fighters 98 when I hit the tournaments, right? No, you're not. <laughs> also because I've never played King of Fighters. I um, <laughs> get that huge ass fuck fight stick. Yeah. So right. you can set it up to play with your tiny screen. Exactly. <laughs> you, uh, could, you, could hot, you could store your entire Nintendo Switch inside of a fight stick. Hey. Hey. <laughs> You've just given a million dollar idea to the public. Right? Yeah, like uh, if you put in uh, one of the switchboards in uh, Mad Cat's T2, like that has a button that just opens it up like a suitcase, and you could just put your switch right in there. Then you have one of those like giant magnifying glasses, like with the original Game Boy. (laughs) I had one of those. And that like flicks out from underneath the uh, the fight stick, and then you put that behind there, and it becomes like an arcade cabinet that you just got in your pocket. Oh, now, now I'm thinking of uh, adding like a, a little stand, a little rack on top of a fight stick, so you can just uh, put your there you split go. screen right on it. Well, the stands do exist, right? There's there's a stand for the for just the screen, right? And there's a car, there's a car adapter stand as well. Right. right. You, could probably, you could probably adapt one of those somehow. Yeah. Make it happen. Uh, so, Danny, I might as well read this next one. Since yes. I, I played arms. Um, so I think we were umming and ahhing last time about whether it uh, motion controls were necessary uh, for arms. And it turns out, yeah, they won't. They actually will have uh, stick controls, right? which uh, we were almost sure. But yeah, it was definitely the case. Yeah, which is weird because you know, arms is being you know showcased as like the motion control game for Switch, like showing off the you know the more sensitive controls, the, right. uh, the Joy Cons, right? Which uh, you know I described as a you know a mixture between Wii boxing and Wii bowling, but with you know <laughs> more precise versions of both of those. <laughs> so it'd be, I don't know. I, I really don't understand how that would that would. I, mean, I guess it would just be like tilting with the stick. I guess it could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's it's not that far away from coming out. So, but yeah, some people were uh, pointing out that you know it would be the most expensive multiplayer game ever because you need like. Eighty dollars worth of second, like second controller, right? Because you need two Joy Cons to play, to play, right? So you need yeah. four Joy Cons, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you do that. You need a friend to bring his Switch over, or you need to buy eighty dollars worth of controller. Yeah. <laughs> it seems a little weird, and then, like online play too. Isn't that a thing? I forgot if that was confirmed or not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think they said that even in the original. Okay. Uh, announcements, but even if it is, that's I think to myself like this is a like fighting game with motion controls, and if you have a crappy connection, well, you're playing on a device that is probably not going to be connected to a wired connection. Um, that's a that's a hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, did, do you remember that? We didn't mention this in the the last show, but like they they kept on repeating the phrase "nobido," like do, do uh, you remember that? which right. is, which is quite a hard thing. I mean, I guess the tra- I think the translator, the interpreter said like, "Stretch your arms out" or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so know, I thought nobody, they did an okay job. Nobody, yeah, yeah, which is you know, good sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Um, oh, actually, one of the best, you know, live interpretations of that thing. Now I think about it. Well, I don't know if it was like pre-planned, but like, um, when the Splatoon two guy came out, he said like, uh, "Yoro, yoroshiku." Oh, yeah, sorry, no, ika. 
what is it? What is she good? What's the what's the Splatoon version? Uh, what's the I Japanese the version? Time. Stay fresh. Man, I, I saw it all the time on my Japanese Wii. I totally forgot though. Like it's Ikayoroshiku. Yeah. Which is stay fresh in the English version, right? But he said something different. He said like Yoroshikaku or something like that, which is basically uh, you know nice to meet you, but with the word for squid put in there. And then the the translator said like. Um, uh, squid, do you like what you saw? Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Holy shit!" Did he think of that on the spot? Like that, a pun? Like it must have been pre-planned, right? I, I would, I would imagine. Ah, I remember he said "ika ika de de shoka," something like like how ika was de shoka. Yeah, like yeah. how? Okay, yeah. How but he stressed it? the word "ika," which is squid. Right. So I, was, right. I thought, yeah, and then that was a perfect translation in English. So. Yeah. Anyway, next. Yeah, actually, Ty, this next bit, this is something that you were kind of talking about on the live show. and Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually first, uh, I want to talk about ARMS for five seconds. Okay, sure. Okay, I saw an interesting tweet from uh, Yota Nitsuma, which is, who is the director for Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and hmm. he was checking out ARMS, and he said it was really interesting like how much you have to commit to attacks in that game. Hmm. It reminded him of a uh, dive kick, oh. which, which is a great game. Fun game, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I committed so, to attacks as I destroyed that guy four times in a row. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> we, we we better tell our listeners. Uh, so, I I told James here that throws seemed pretty good in that game, and he should just throw the other opponent until he dies. <laughs> he did exactly that, and it was amazing. <laughs> Fingers crossed for some quality scrub quotes in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but, now but the guy. The guy was quite pl- polite. In, in, in <laughs> of course, he was. He didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, you see, you said trash talk for online play. What up? I'm sure he'll call me a stinky guy over the internet. Right. Of uh, so uh, next up on the news, we got Ultra Street Fighter Two. Speaking of throws that are really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I certainly commented about this a lot because, like, I was that was my number one commitment at this event was to evaluate the nuts and bolts of uh, Ultra Street Fighter Two gameplay. How it mm-hmm. seems to be closer to Street Fighter Two Turbo than HD Remix. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, that's what I was tweeting the whole time. Right. <laughs> uh, basically, I. But I mean, it's not ST either. Because uh, some stuff has changed, like, you know, bug fixes that ironically make the game less balanced. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Chun-Li. Uh, and, uh, you know, I actually was a little unhappy that some of the, the HDR stuff was missing. Because, uh, you, you know, HDR had balance changes, but it also just had, like, little quality of life changes. Like, for example, if you want to do, like, the backflip with Vega... Mm-hmm have to hit like three punch buttons or three kick buttons together okay but hdr had shortcuts where you could do it with just two buttons which was great for pad players hmm. and that would be extra great if you're using these retarded little joy cons <laughs> that you can barely operate right so um so they I don't, don't have you're saying they don't have that you have to press all three right exactly <laughs> that, that was the like the literal first thing i tested no it was uh, the second thing i tested after I tried to figure out if if Vega had his uh, wall jump cancel from HDR, and he does not. That's cool. 
Yeah. And I mean, I would like to see HDR uh, balance like as an option in this game. There was a, there was another quote about this game. Uh, the the producer of this game was saying like, if this Switch version sells well, then they'll think about porting it to other consoles. Which I thought it was a bit weird because like, if it if it didn't sell well, wouldn't it make more sense to then port it to other systems to claim some right. of the money back? I mean, <laughs> right. the Switch seems like the place to put it if you want it to sell the least amount of copies possible. <laughs> right. Well, it's got zero people who own it. So. Right. <laughs> right. Starting from zero. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want it to sell, you want to put it on a system that has an established base of fighting game players. So PS4, got it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I would be happy if they added HDR Remix stuff, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm watching this with a raised eyebrow. Oh, and by the way, they did confirm online play for this game. Okay, right, right. I, I retweeted that a little bit earlier. Okay, cool. Moving on here, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, it's a 13.4 gigabyte download on the Switch if you want to do the download version. Keep in mind, you know, internal memory is only 32 gigabytes unless you get uh, a micro SD card. 40% of your storage gone. Yes. Ouch. Or Which you is, could just buy the game card. Yeah, I'm probably just going to download it and probably not have an SD card at first and then fix that later. <laughs> I, I heard that... Um... The, these uh, the game cards are not writable, so uh, the, the save games are stored to internal memory, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So even if you have the game card for Zelda, you know the save game will be on the system. Yeah, and you know save save game save uh, data and stuff like that usually doesn't take up that much space. Right. But, but I hope they can they let you like back up those saves and you know transfer them. We'll see stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, would you? Would you really need to download everything? I mean, if it's like a single-player game like that, which you're just going to play for the first month or so, and then probably not play it ever again, you don't need it instant access, right? It game depends. like game like Splatoon, Mario Kart, you're going to need that on your system at all times. I mean, this is maybe kind of a poor example right now because you're going to probably be thinking about the Switch, but think about a game like Skyrim, not on the Switch, but like <laughs> it's a game that you know for. That people, you know, keep going back to, and maybe that's something that they would like to have on their console as opposed to just, you know, not. And I mean, that was right. when I was playing a lot of Splatoon. That's main, one of the main reasons why I just got the download version because I was thinking, like, I don't want to keep changing out the disc because that's the kind of world we live in these right. days where that's the biggest problem you have. Um, I always see Zelda as like a like a collector's thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's something that takes pride on your shelf. It's like, you know... It's like you know, you know, your James Bond DVDs, you've sure. got, which you've got in order, or your <laughs> Super Sonico figures. <laughs> Wait, you said you, th- you said you had those in your closet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Slash bed. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, so, you know, I, I would never download a, a Zelda game. You know, um, I'm not like completely against downloads, which I probably was at one point in my life. Um, I'm more like. Yeah, a game like that I need. I mean, definitely I'm going to download Splatoon 2 because like, the box doesn't really mean anything to me with Splatoon 2. It's just a way to access a game that I want to play frequently. Sure. But with, with Zelda, it's more like an event. Yeah. If you know I, have I, mean. a, I have a reason for that, and we'll, we'll talk about that in the uh, console news down below. But um, <clears throat> Okay. 
yeah, maybe the next part, James, you want to take that real quick? Um, I, I thought we mentioned this last time, like they had the page of third-party yeah. logos Actually, and stuff. We, we mentioned Tales of and Taiko Drum Master, okay. which, which are both in development for the Switch, so we know that. And we, I think we, we talked about, you know, Joy-Cons could be the drum thing. Right. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the drumsticks. Um, so Super Bomberman R, which will be 10 to $20 in uh, April or May, uh, we'll have a 50 stage story mode and we'll support eight players online. Please do not buy this game for $50 at launch. Seriously, wait two or three months. It'll be in your bargain bucket. I haven't pre ordered. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Yes, yeah, third party games on Nintendo systems don't usually stay at like $50, $60. But yeah, that's a lot of stages. If you really want to play a multiplayer game in single-player mode, I <laughs> uh, don't know why you would do that, but yeah, you can do that. I'll let you know how it goes. Is it co-op in story mode? I think I heard it was co-op, two-player two co-op, which would be, be cool. Fun, actually. Yeah, two-player co-op like on the same system would be cool, um, or online. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think it's a neat idea, and like you know, I've played it. We talked about it in the last episode and stuff. It's it's, it's Man, you know. Um, I thought maybe you know, because I'm gonna I pre-ordered that in Puyo Puyo Tetris, and I thought maybe <laughs> something like my wife and I can play, and maybe she'd enjoy. And then Zelda would be you know for playing just by myself. <laughs> so yeah, those those games would make you know sense as like little download games, you know. Ten fifteen dollar downloads, which none of them are. <laughs> uh, they're right. all like fully. So you pre-ordered the 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 not the discs, the the game card. Version. Yes. Okay, well that makes even less sense. <laughs> well, you could say resale value. No, that's true. Yeah. You get your ten dollars back. I'm not going to get my money. There's no way. I mean, I'm going to pay the you know whatever equivalent of fifty dollars for them, mm-hmm. and by the time I want to sell them, like in two weeks. Here's 500 again. Thanks a lot. Good news is that people from all over the world can now buy them. You don't have to restrict it to Yahoo Auctions Japan. Right. You can put it on eBay.com and people still be able to buy it and play it. Right. Um, Ty, do you want to grab that little <laughs> next bit of news about Pokemon? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this, this is a real eyebrow raiser. Pokemon Go generated... <laughs> Revenue of nine hundred fifty million last year. Is that a typo? Is it seriously like a billion fucking dollars? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I well, quit playing back in September. So right. Well, Japan and America both love it, and yeah, they're the biggest markets for like online uh, revenue, right? Yeah, I mean, my wife still plays. Like, there's a couple of stops next to us, and we're coming home in the car. She's like, I, can I just stop the car and you know get some more pokeballs? And I was like, whatever, <laughs> it's totally fine. God, yeah. well, is this, like, is this part of like like therapy or something? Like, well, that is a um, lot of fucking money, though. Does she yeah. spend money on it though? No, like, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. like like that was my follow up question. Like, who spends money on Pokemon Go? Where is this money coming from? Yeah, I didn't even know I mean, how to find how to spend money when I was playing it. Or are they talking about like uh, stock price spikes? That's a good th- question, right? Like now, now I'm skeptical. Like, what is this number? No, I think this is. I mean, that's not very much uh, in terms of like you know app store games. I mean, things like uh, Clash of Clans or whatever they make more than that. 
Well, that's like one of the biggest, <laughs> if not the biggest game on the you know, on mobile. Am I wrong? Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree here, James. A billion dollars is a lot of money, in fact. Yeah, you might shit your pants when you find out the answer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you might say, why am I playing console games? Well, we can say that this is definitely in the top 100 for mobile uh, revenue. Mario Run, on the other hand, dropped way out of the top 10 revenue because, you know, basically everyone who wants to buy it bought it and then yeah. it just went... Yeah, it's the, yeah. As you would expect, right? So I don't think they're going to do that uh, pricing model anymore because <laughs> everyone complained about it and then, you know, whatever X million people bought it and then no one else is going to buy it. Yeah. So, yeah. I still stand by that it's actually a pretty decent game. But... Are you a run? Yeah. Cool story. Let's move Next. on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Jeez. Oh, God. Fire Emblem. Yeah, there was a Fire eternally Emblem. retold. <laughs> Fire Emblem Direct last week. Lots of stuff was announced. And um, I, I checked out the Japanese one. And five fucking games. Five games, Danny. Jesus right. fucking Christ. And uh, the first. And <laughs> two amiibos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first of which is uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia for 3DS. And that's coming. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a total remake of Final Fantasy, or God, of uh, Fire Emblem Gaiden, originally appearing on the Famicom. And um, like the thing about this game compared to like traditional Fire Emblem games, I guess there's like a lot more. I don't know. You, you can just do like a lot more stuff than what you could, uh, like a lot of like dungeon exploration and maybe like more like exploring on a map, like a traditional RPG type of thing. I've noticed that there's, it's Fire Emblem Echoes colon Shadows of Valencia, which to me hints that they're going to do more. Of Fire Emblem Echoes. I mean, like, F- Fates had three versions. Mm-hmm. There's already four Fire Emblem games on 3DS, and this is the fifth one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see why they wouldn't just go to, you know, six if this sells all right. Yeah. But the Amiibos look cool. I mean, they look like, they're a, bit, a little bit different. They're more like anime style, I think. Right. Have you, have yeah. you seen them? They yeah. kind of match the... If, I, if I'm thinking correctly, it's been a while since I've watched that direct. Like 1990s Japanese anime. Yeah, exactly. They were matching like the art style kind of like on the box and stuff. So, right. Yeah, that, I thought that was kind of a neat touch. So, They'll probably both those characters will be in Smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got a possibility. So. No, that was a joke. Please don't take that seriously. <laughs> Please don't add any more fucking Fire Emblem characters to Smash. Jesus. Yeah. And the... The Japanese name is like just different. It's uh, Mohitori no AQO, like one more, like one other hero or something. Box by sequel. Yes. (laughs) Another box. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I I thought that was weird. Then he thought, okay, that's enough 3DS games. And then, nope, they announced another one, another 3DS game, Fire Emblem Warriors for the new 3DS. Right. So unfortunately, you won't be able to play the eight frames a second version. Yes, uh, you'll only be able to play the fifteen frames a second version yeah. on new 3DS. Uh, probably using the Zelda uh, Warriors, uh, sorry, Hyrule Warriors engine, right? Right, absolutely. And I mean, maybe it's enhanced somewhat, but I mean, no Wii U version this time for Switch. You mean? No Wii U version of Warriors. <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> on this Switch. Yeah. Now it was, you know, it was amazing after the Switch 
uh, presentation, it was amazing how quickly just the Wii U got harder and harder to find on Nintendo's Japanese page. I mean, it's it's been moved to other on several uh, Nintendo websites now around the mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. You know, like after Amiibo, after accessories, after PC adapters. (laughs) Right. Then it's Wii U. Yep. Well, that's the world we live in. Um, I mean, I hope all of you guys saw my tweet like two days before the Switch uh, conference um, when there was the, the the rumor that there was going to be a Warriors game announced. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm a thousand percent sure that it's going to be a Fire Emblems Warriors game. And it was. There you go. In your face. Well played. Yep. I mean, I mean they, they talked about this a lot more in RFN. If you want to hear like an hour's worth of <laughs> Fire Emblem talk. Go and listen to the last episode of RFN. Right. I mean, they were they were talking about like what other Warriors games could there be? I mean, there's nothing really. Zelda and and Fire Emblem are the only two sword based, you know, multi character games that Nintendo have. Donkey Kong. <laughs> yep. I mean, sword somebody based. somebody suggested F Zero, and then yeah, that's <laughs> when you know you you've run out of ideas. Right. I mean, right. F0 does have like 56 characters, but they're all like, you know, garbage after Captain Falcon. Yes. <laughs> and I said, oh, God, somebody trolled me. Oh, fuck, what did they? Oh, Sonic. <laughs> somebody said Sonic Warriors. <laughs> oh, God. And I, and I replied, oh. like, only if I can kill 100,000 Big the Cats with a sword. Well, mandatory fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. But are you disappointed that there's no um, Advance Wars announcements? It's all just Fire Emblem from now on? I don't think I'm... I don't know if I'd say I'm disappointed. I'm just kind of indifferent. Um, I, I'm, I just I'm totally indifferent to Fire Emblem. I mean, yeah, I can give a shit. I fucking love Advance Wars. Yeah, I mean, I owned an Advance Wars. I don't remember which one. <laughs> the GBA um, ones are amazing. Yeah, yeah maybe. And... But I mean, I then again, I only own like one Fire Emblem game. That's Awakening, and I haven't even come anywhere close to clearing it. So, <laughs> I, yeah, whatever. The first thirty minutes are pretty good, right? It's an hour. <laughs> Bivens did. That's how it goes. Um, it's in English too. <laughs> oh, you got the American one. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Warriors on 3DS and Switch. Yep. And then, then the bomb dropped, didn't it? Then it was like, okay. Here we go. Mobile. Yep. Get your asses ready. Fire Emblem Heroes, which is weird uh, because Heroes, Dragon Quest Heroes is the Warriors game. <laughs> right, right. But Fire Emblem Heroes is not the Warriors game. Yes. Fire Emblem Warriors is the Warriors game. <laughs> yes. Heroes is the... Uh, is it, it, they, they said that it was like going to be on Android first. They but did, then they, but then, then they went back on it like thirty seconds later. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know exactly what had happened because I yeah they said that and then after the show I'd seen what it's coming out and everything at the same time. Okay, fine. Now um, with microtransactions, now with gacha systems. Yeah, so Japanese people are gonna love it. Well, I don't know. Do you guys have any interest in this at all? Like Ty, like nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, no, okay. no. Okay. Well, it might okay. be a thing that Cyrus and I try out, so uh, right. you can look forward yeah. to that. I mean, f- yeah, I have no connection to the Fire Emblem series or Gacha systems or microtransactions systems. So, where where is Advance Wars? Yeah, <sighs> give me some fucking Advance Wars. Come on, 
Uh, and you apparently can vote on the website for something. Yeah, you can choose your Please. favorite character. Yes. Well, uh, moving on. So there <laughs> oh, is an, platinum points. Wait. Yes. There is an unnamed Fire Emblem game that's in development for the Switch that's coming out sometime in 2018. No other details are really given. So <laughs> you're not kidding. It wasn't unnamed. It was barely even announced in that in that yeah. direct. I hope yeah, it's like, a Persona crossover dance game. Yeah. Yes. Um, Did you know, see that they just photoshopped a white screen onto a Switch and said Fire Emblem coming yeah. to Switch? <laughs> yeah. It was the like, same like on the Japanese direct. It was just the same screen that they had for like the logo, and they just copied the screen and put it on the screen. It, it was the same guy who forgot to write the the weight of the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like, oh, fuck, I've got to make an animation? Yes. For this, oh, fuck, for, oh, give me that logo. It doesn't matter which one, just give me any, any Fire Emblem logo. Yeah, stick it on. Render the video. Go, go, go. Okay, there you go. Yep. Yeah, and, and on the Japanese one, too, they announced uh, set nine of the Fire Emblem cards. <laughs> Um, I was kind of tuning out. So the next part of the news. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, since the last time we recorded, there's been a lot more details coming out about the Switch itself, about some of the things that it can do, some of the capabilities that we're kind of fuzzy on. And um, Let's switch it up, Danny. Let's switch it over to console news. Boom. God, I don't want to. I don't want to hear too many of these switches. But it, it's uh, anyway. It, you just heard one. You might hear a few more at the end. Didn't you like the? Been... Yeah, yeah. Didn't you like the thirty-two I added in, in the last episode? Uh, yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get any complaints. Who cares? Yeah, that's fine. Not yet. Um, so you know, we mentioned this above, but you know, the Switch has an internal memory of thirty-two gigabytes. Supports microSD up to two terabytes. Um, there's no current support for external hard drives, but didn't they say that they were looking into it as a possibility? Maybe down the line. Yeah. If, it if might it be a good sense. idea if they want to keep up with the Xbox boys. Yeah. Well, you know, now that you bring that up, Ty, like something, I think I even mentioned this on the last episode and uh, please you guys weigh in on this too, but you know, with the switch, the system itself is packed behind a screen and then for Nintendo to come out and tell like Western media and, or just maybe just in general, just media in general, just saying like, this is primarily a home console that you can take on the go, which is basically saying like, we are the third most powerful home console on the market. And yeah, not a good look, not a good look where they should be saying something like, Hey, we got one of the best, handheld systems that have, have it's ever been made. We can play really powerful games, and it's probably pretty neat. Check it out. <laughs> As an armchair uh, marketing director, I think you're absolutely right. Okay. I mean, like, you know, a home console, I, I think you would want it to be, like, the most powerful system, or at least, you know, pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're not going for that. Yeah. Not at all. Well, they're going for, like, you know, home console, but you can take it on, on the go, right? They should do the right. other way around, though. Yeah, like, you should say this is the, the most badass portable system of all time. And you can that, put it on your big TV. Americans yeah. don't like portables. Japanese people love portables. That would make sense in Japan. Maybe but, they, the two-pronged marketing 
strategy. Maybe the, the Japanese, you know, focuses more on the portable side of it, and then the American one just goes whole hog on the the console side of it. Uh, well, I, I don't think that'll fly because the I don't competi- know. I, competition's I too stiff, right? That's what she said. But like, <laughs> you know, about that. The, going back to the hard drive thing. I mean, Danny, you, I think you kind of corrected me on this thing, and I kind of like. You know, I'm I'm backing you up now because, like, the hard drive thing. I mean, like, imagine like ripping out a USB hard drive as you left the the home. It's it's kind of like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want games like stored on the hard drive, and then you you take out the switch, and it's like it was in the middle of like backing up, or it was in the middle of transferring the game, and you fucking corrupt all these save games. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want that, right? Right. There's nothing physical stopping you ripping out the switch at any time you want. Exactly, and apparently the transition is very, very good and very, very smooth. Uh, I've mm-hmm. seen people, um, some YouTube videos of people just dicking around with it at these events, mm-hmm. and apparently it is like really, really uh, quick. The uh, the switch over uh, for like when you dock it and take it out. So yeah, I'm kind of with you. They would need to have. I mean, my suggestion ages ago was like like a kind of a auto fridge cleaning system. Mm-hmm. So like when you dock it, you know, it backs up. You can choose to back up games that you're not really playing. Mm-hmm. And then when and then when you uh, then you can uh, free up some space. But then, like if you want to uh, like take a game with you, you can you know take it off the hard drive and put it on your system mm-hmm. and make it really quick to like switch back and forth like that. That would be the only thing that would work. But if they did do that, it would be years down the line and it would be patched in and it wouldn't be like you know a day one feature. Yeah, and this would be like you know it's kind of like the how they did with the Wii, right? They patched in SD card support uh, for downloading stuff. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah. the, the 3DS, they patched in, like, bigger SD cards and yeah. stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, loads of stuff. So, Miiverse wasn't even there day one on the 3DS, right? So Right. But with the Switch, I mean, you have the option for expanding, you know, the capacity of this thing via the micro SD card. I mean, yeah, granted, you're not going to, at this point in time, you can't get, you know, two terabyte SD cards. Why would, why just, would you? Why would you? I yeah, mean, it'd be... Ridiculously I mean, expensive. The Xbox and PS4 come with 500 gigs. I mean, and those are like big HD consoles where games are 60 gig a piece. You know, sometimes more with like, you know, DLC or extra content. You know, you, you've got freaking 100 gig games now. And you're not going to have that on Switch. <laughs> I mean, Zelda is the biggest game on the system and it's 13 gigs. Well, that's, I mean, that's, uh, okay. <laughs> down, down the line, you know, like five years down the line when you've got you've got a huge game library sure go and get a you know terabyte you know uh micro sd card three four years down the line those things are going to be dirt cheap yeah but if you well, buy if you buy a terabyte card at launch you're an idiot there is no you can't even find them i mean whatever if you whatever if you get like you know whatever the biggest one is at the moment don't do okay. it just just stick with like the internal storage and maybe get like the most reasonably priced uh micro sd whatever it is 100 gigs or whatever Apparently, they're like $30 or whatever, right? The sad but true story is, well, Nintendo, even with the Wii U, they've been pretty good about kind of being able to get their game download sizes to be relatively small, even if it's something that's, like, you know, pretty visually impressive, as opposed to, like, a lot of third parties that they just have all these uncompressed (laughs) files that are just, and that's why you have some games that, are taking up so much space and you're like really this 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 game is taking up like 15 gigabytes and it's i can't, like, I can't wait to see how much skyrim on switch takes up yeah <laughs> like, i mean like and, it'll be it'll be like the biggest game cards to date 
Well, you could say the good news is that depending on how things go with the Switch, that might not be a problem if third parties don't jump on. And it's just, you know, Nintendo published games. At least you don't have to worry about storage filling up as as fast as it would with third-party games. Download download only. If it's third-party, it has to be download only. They're going to put it on a game card. 100 100 gigs. Yeah. (laughs) I guess... Um, The next bit is good news. Yeah, this is actually pretty awesome and this is all this stuff has came through a kotaku like q a uh that they kind of have with nintendo probably via, looked like it was via email um and kind of region free being explained here so uh the switch has multi uh multi-account support for up to eight users and users across other region e-shops on the same device and uh one of the quotes from this specific uh interview here is like the users will access an nintendo e-shop that corresponds to the country identified in the Nintendo account, this, I mean, this could mean it's like a PlayStation type of solution where like, for example, on my PS4, I have an American account. That's my primary one, but I have a Japanese one too, for things like when I had to get my uh, DLC for star Wars battlefront, but you know, all of that content, no matter what the region is, it's all on your same device and you can access it no matter what user you're, you're playing as. Is it, is it easy to switch users on PS4? Yeah. You just press the PlayStation button and you can do it. It's- so on Switch, I mean, we discovered this um, as part of the live show. We were looking at the booklet and the screenshot of the OS mm-hmm. on Switch, right? And we noticed those three character icons in the top left. Mm-hmm. It was like Mario, Link, and, and me. Mm-hmm. And now we know that those are the profile. They're def- well, we, we guessed that they were the profiles, and it, and it right. was. So basically, you just touch that icon and it switches, switches users. So it's going to be super cool. Like You just have like basically whatever japan and uh us or for me uh europe and just like switch between accounts like that and have two different eShop accounts it's going to be amazing yeah. and it's it sounds like you'll have to have your nintendo account already ready and attached yep. to that i'm ready which is, yeah which is fine and i need to double check to Ooh, see actually Sarin gave me a some a pro tip she said change it to um ireland all right. That's, it's a shame Cyrus is not on the uh, <laughs> this episode, but it, apparently because Ireland uses um, the euro, mm-hmm. and uh, it's much uh, cheaper to to buy games, and because it's within Europe, um, you know, I don't need to like dick around. I don't need to make a new account. I can just change my country mm-hmm. to Ireland, and then I can pay in euros and pay a lot less, which is cool. Shame uh, Canadians can't do that. Right? They can't just change their account settings to us and pay a lot less right yeah <laughs> right, you, have a, you having a conversation with guillaume about that maybe uh it was donald terry terry oh, on staff. Donald. He, okay yeah he's yeah he told me that they block those kind of things like you can't have a uh a canadian credit card on the mm-hmm. u.s account apparently it's america's weird about that stuff it, yeah well well they obviously know what people are going to do <laughs> yeah. they're going to avoid tax <laughs> so, yeah, well okay so um yeah they block all that shit Actually, Ty, I gave you a, some homework, didn't I? To like find out how it works on Xbox with different regions. Yeah, uh, I never actually did that. <laughs> F. Well, um, what's, what's your educated guess anyway? Like, okay, about- well, I can tell you how it works on 360. Is um, there are separate stores, but you can access them on any system as long as your account is for that region and you know making an account is as simple as you know churning out another hotmail account hmm. so you and, can have uh, multiple users on one system like just switch between them 
Yeah, uh, I don't think there's even a limit on how many accounts you can make on one system. And Xbone is the same thing? Yeah, I mean, it uses the same accounts to carry over. And, uh, okay. Though, like I mentioned, if you switch your account or switch your system region, or the, yeah, I guess oh, your right. quote location and language to a different country, you can access that store. But like I said, I didn't try to buy anything because on the Japanese store, stuff seems like way more expensive. <laughs> of course, it is. On any part of that, <laughs> that's really exciting, though. I mean, to, to think that we can we don't have to buy Japanese games if we have a Japanese system. Yeah. Right. Uh, I might actually buy uh, what's it called Tetris Poyo Poyo mm-hmm. uh, because that's like a, the Expo's only Japan exclusive. I think. Right. Right. We'll see. We'll see. Oh yeah, uh, Saran was talking about how it's to do with the, the Tetris license. Right. Um, yeah. Like you know, you, you can't. Uh, it differs between country and stuff. You're like, yeah. If it, <laughs> right. If it's that's re- a whole can of worms, right there. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't even want to start explaining that. Right. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, moving on, we kind of mentioned this earlier, James, you, you said this, that the Switch game cards are apparently non-writable. Right. Games are put on a system only. Uh, in the same vein, um, as opposed to the 3DS and the Wii and the Wii U, uh, Miis are no longer... Well, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> a couple things here. So Mii Maker is basically moved into the settings menu on the Switch. So, I mean... It's still there, and they said that there's like a couple more features, I think, for the uh, Mies themselves. So more colors, apparently, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, and you know, for the profiles, like James was talking about earlier, how we saw, you know, if you if you look on Nintendo's website, you can see a couple of pictures of like the the user interface and stuff, and you can see the picture of like Mario or Link. <laughs> there might even be a picture, right. of them. but you can choose. They said they're going to have some preset. Um, pictures of like Nintendo characters that you can use for your profile or you can use, you know, your me, whichever you like. So that's oh, and Nicholas accidentally on purposely uh tweeted out a picture of the OS <laughs> which was swiftly oh. got taken down. Uh, right. So, so yeah. Nintendo Nintendo didn't like that. But right. they they tweeted a picture of like um was it like Cave Story? Yeah. A thousand and one spikes and uh uh Binding of Isaac and uh, another game that they're publishing. Right, um, but the OS was black. Yeah, so obviously you can change the the, the theme of your uh, switch, whatever. I don't know. Well, white and black is the only two we know so far. But you know, and I'm assuming you can change the color, whatever you want. I remember just hearing conversations around this idea. I mean, this is something that you can do on the 3DS. You know, you can. I know you love <laughs> yeah, it, James. The, themes are back, right? The theme shop. I mean, you know, they probably made quite a bit of quite a bit of money for pretty minimal effort. So I, I like the way. I don't know if PS4 does it, but I remember on like PS3, like how the themes, like when you put in the game and like the whole theme kind of changes. Uh, it kind depends. Cool. On a certain games. No, like if, I mean, if I put Zelda in the, in the card slot, like if it changed to like a whole Zelda theme, that'd be cool. With the, with the PlayStation, if you, in the PS3 specifically, if you yeah. highlight the game that you are about to play, cause I mean, there's a lot of shit that you can highlight and look at, right? Right, right, right. If you highlight the game, it'll usually come up with the whole background sometimes, depending on the game, or there'll be music or something that starts up. Xbox yeah, yeah. I like might that. do something similar to. <laughs> no response. Got it. Rest in peace, Ty. Oh, no, I'm here. Okay. I <laughs> just don't care. Does, 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 uh, does Xbox change its theme? Do you get like an, uh, Halo helmets on your avatar? Uh, 
I'm not not sure what you're talking about. You <laughs> yeah. can uh, change your user icon or your background whenever you want. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting a little bit confused, James, because like you can change the backgrounds completely. There's like static no, 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 ones. I know, I know exactly what you mean. I just I was just teasing Ty for a bit. Like <laughs> when, <laughs> when you put in Halo Seven or whatever, would it automatically change to a Halo background or something like that? Uh, you gotta you gotta set no. that stuff up. Gotta set it up. Okay. Help, okay. mom. Yes. <laughs> I guess your parents aren't in town, so yeah. Um, so yeah. So, but yeah, you don't need Mies to set it up. It's not. It's not like with the Wii U, where it's like, "Welcome to Wii U, make a me before you can do anything." Right. It, it's not going to be like that, right? You can choose Mario, Link, or Metroid uh, <laughs> <laughs> as your user profile. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Moving yep. on here, uh, Joy-Con grip. The one that is included with the system, as maybe you guys know out there, but that one does not charge the Joy-Cons. That's weird. Um, we, we all assumed it was, right? Because it has lights on it. Yeah. But it, all it does is just display the lights, which are displayed on the Joy-Con. Yeah, it's weird. But they, you know, they do say that the Joy-Con controllers get up to something like 20 hours of battery life. Yeah, it's no big deal. So, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. But you can buy a separate Joy-Con grip charger for about 30 bucks. I think it's the same in Japan, about 3,000 yen or something like that. Um, yeah, the only the only kind of use case or like um, situation I could imagine it being a problem is like maybe you're in the, into your 19th hour of playing with the Joy-Cons. <laughs> yeah. Undocked. <laughs> like yeah. let's say you forgot to dock them the night before and then, you know... And had the game running all night long or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, you, you're playing on the TV with the, with the Joy-Cons off and then joy-con batteries die and then you've got no option other than to dock it and play it portably or to you know just to dock it and then just stop playing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> kind of bad situation i could think of but you know i don't yeah unless you're an idiot i don't think this is ever going to be an issue like yeah. you're not going to just leave your joy-cons on on the table all night for like <laughs> a week consecutively are you right right yes i mean right yes i'm going to do that <laughs> I mean, isn't it the same now? I mean, like if you if you don't charge your controller, you have to connect it to USB or whatever if you want to play. That's it, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the not kind, a big it's the same kind of deal. Right? It's not a big deal. I don't with finding out how many hours that those Joy Cons get. I'm thinking like, why would I even want to get the grip charger? I mean, nah, you don't need it. Yeah. Um, last little bit of news here. Um, you know, I mentioned on the last episode about the My Nintendo Store. Uh, it's a kind of a Japan exclusive thing right now through my Nintendo. They open up their own store this week, just on Monday. And for like the first uh, day and a half, the site was just down consistently. And for whatever reason, they put up this little stick like city. It looked like it was Kyoto. And then they had like a stick Godzilla, like standing there (laughs) rampaging it. And it's adorable. It's it's so cute, and then people were commenting on it and stuff, and then some Godzilla geeks got in on it. They're like, "Well, I don't see how this can be confused with Godzilla. He doesn't even have the fin on his back." <laughs> that's that's one of the only things where like Japanese people actually take care not to, um, you know, step over and copyright laws. Is yeah. that when it's Godzilla? It's like, no, 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 it's Godzilla. You can't copy that. Well, anything else, you know, Matrix theme song. Yeah, put that like, in the news. <laughs> 
I, I was, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, Indiana I reading, Jones every five seconds. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, I was reading a story from like Wall Street Journal Japan or the Japanese correspondent or whatever, and he, he, I don't know, he had a bunch of like kind of oh, Maki weird, yeah, and he was like saying that people were saying, yeah, I find this little this, this little thing very disrespectful to Godzilla. Like people were like <laughs> kind of mad about it. Oh, um, I just retweeted this, by the way, but somebody's already made a game based on that little Godzilla character. Nice. <laughs> wow, that's really escalated from what I retweeted earlier today, which is uh, the store being down for so long that people are making fan art of the Yeah, the already gone way past dinosaur. that. Yeah. We've, we've, we've vaulted over images into games now. Yeah. But so... there's some nice stitch art on my Twitter if you want to check it out. It's this nice embroidered towel. With, yeah, <laughs> with saw the, that. And hey, in that article, the owner. Here. Well, the owner did say that he he will not go and try to sell that. It's just for his own personal use, so you can rest easy, Godzilla fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, who who gives a shit anyway? Yeah, what I, what I was trying to say is that. <laughs> so actually, it is open, and I did actually get to check out the shop today, and um, they did have some special pre-order switches and all of the special. My Nintendo stuff is gone, sold out. Limited well, edition Zelda. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Stuff like that. This is the one where you could custom order your Switch. Yeah, like, kind, kind of. But two blues, yeah. a red and a blue, basically. But you can still buy stuff. that. You can buy that stuff at retail if you really want to. At least in Japan. Do they put it in the box? That seems like a lot of work. Yeah, to, but it looks all that packaging like they they had like a special like red box that looked like you know the red Switch color. Could I have two? Could I have two red ones, but the straps are blue. You can pick that, yeah, if you wanted to. Because you know, no one would want, want that, right? So they would have to actually pick those out, put them in a box, and package it. That's probably so, why they probably had like five hundred of them, and that's why the site crashed because they had like thousands of people going there, but were ready for like twenty people. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see how they could do that, but yeah. Anyway, it's not my problem. Yeah, Godzilla's uh, now dead. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for the news. So we'll go ahead and take another musical break here and be back with This Week in Quotes. Stay tuned. James, how about you go ahead and take this part over for us, bud? You know Miyamoto, he wasn't at the uh, the big launch in here in uh, Tokyo, was he? He was actually dicking around in New York. Wow. I think I guess he just really likes New York. Yeah. He's, o- he's often talking about hamburgers. I think he just likes the food. Hell anyway, yeah. <laughs> he uh, in one of the interviews he said, um, I-, "I hope consumers look back at the Wii U as a necessary step in order to get to Nintendo Switch," hmm. which basically means Ty. Oh. Um... The way I interpret that was, we got owned, but it's all part of the master plan. Really, please <laughs> believe us. Yeah, I guess they're just trying to make. Uh, what do you say? Trying to make video games great again. <laughs> Hashtag alternative facts. I was going to say an omelet out of some broken eggs, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> a shit pie out of a pile of shit. I don't know. Um, (laughs) alternative facts boys 2017 oh god 
hashtag rest in peace truth um but yeah yeah it's i guess yeah i think we will look at the wii u as not like a necessary step but like you know a misstep but like you can say oh i can see how they got to the switch but i don't think we're, anyone's ever going to look back and say it was a necessary step i mean yeah i think it's because it's was, was was wii u wii u was like was wii u late or early with the last generation i forget now <laughs> Early it, by a year. It was before everything, right? It was a year before PS3 and and or Scott PS4 and uh and Xbox, yeah, right. But it, it was the PS3. Yeah, so yeah, that's think, weird. Right? It was definitely in a very weird. It was late. It was earlier than the next generation, but it was way too late to be the generation that actually technically power the power was. Right? Slightly better, but yeah, not really. <laughs> Depending on the developer, it, right? You can, yeah, make so, sure. With the Switch, they're kind of doing the same thing. I mean, it's it's, I mean, it's not. It's better than the Wii U, but it's not even an X-Bone, right? Right. So, Which is why I said focus on what what this thing does yeah. best is be a kick-ass exactly. handheld. But yeah, good luck trying to f- put an X-Bone into your hand. <laughs> try and try and make an X-Bone portable. I mean, right. You're going to get a hernia with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, is it a necessary plan? Well, I don't think see it's necessary, but it was part of a part of how they got to the Switch which I'm happy with, you know, how they got there. But, like, you know, I've also said about how Nintendo Switch has is lacking the features, which I like. You know, Actually, does anyone know if the, Wii, the, sorry, the Switch Pro has audio support, like a headphone jack? Oh. Because apparently it's got, Ami- it's got Amiibo sensor in there. Yes, the Amiibo uh, sensor is right between the... Mental. I d- in the middle of it, yeah. <laughs> that, why did they put that? No wonder it costs seventy fucking dollars. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, instead of an NFC sensor, I would have preferred a headphone jack and then let me stream my audio through it. Yeah, I'm not seeing any any plugs for audio, and you know what? I think I know why. If you Here think about this, because mm-hmm. they have the smartphone app, the side loaded stuff for all no. of their ways no. to interact with your oh. friends. No, please it, stop! I can't take it. The more yeah. I thought, the more I thought about that, Danny. The more it made didn't make sense because, like, at first I was like, okay, yeah, it's like it's like I guess it's like Skype, but like Nintendo, I guess. So it's but like, why thought, not just use Skype or whatever the thought, hell you're using? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! How's the game audio coming through? Is the game audio going to stream through the app? I don't think so. No. Why the hell would it? So the, you're going to have the TV sound blasting out, and then you got to have headphones in for the for the like chatting to your friends turn up that rap music and blaze one <laughs> or like if i'm using it portably the switch portably do i have to have like two pairs of headphones like plug one pair of headphones into the switch and have it in one ear yes and then you know my friends chatting to me in the other ear with a difference it doesn't make any sense no sense whatsoever wish you the best okay next quote is from reggie People already know where this is going if I'm reading it out. Right. Um, so <laughs> so um, people were people wanted to transfer the Wii U console, virtual console games to Switch, right? So Reggie answers in an interview. As he always, he goes, "Look, pause for five <laughs> seconds." That's, that's, that's how he starts every answer. <laughs> Does he? Okay. Every answer he goes, "Look." What I would say is, we recognize that some of our most passionate fans have spent quite a bit whether it's on Virtual Console on Wii or Wii U. We recognize that consumers are rightly concerned about moving to Nintendo Switch without backward compatibility. 
So he hasn't answered anything so far. He's three sentences, hasn't said shit. Mm-hmm. My comment is stay tuned and we will und- we understand the concern, more information to come. So yeah, he hasn't said anything. So <laughs> basically he, he hears us, but he hasn't got anything to say at the moment. Which still gives him room to come back and all fuck us in the ass anyway. So. Right. I'm looking forward to that. So. Yeah. Well, I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. <laughs> Dude, this isn't Reggie. This is, an, this is Japan. This is NCL making right. the decisions and basically telling NOA and NOE to shut the hell up. You know, yep. t- t- deal with the media. Don't tell them anything. And you know what? Be an asshole. Make everybody hate you. I mean, that's... That's what right. they're supposed to be on, like on the board now. Like Reggie and Shibata were supposed to have a little bit more, you know, say in these kind of Reggie's things. Reggie's American. It doesn't matter. Man, that <laughs> like that wasn't even a good dodge. Like, yeah, like right. back in the day, Peter Main, man, he would he would baffle the fuck out of you. Hmm. But this is it's just a lot of words. <laughs> I mean, it's bullshit. Yeah, with Peter Main, you would come out not wanting backwards compatibility. Right, <laughs> right. You, you wouldn't that. even want to ask any more questions. It would be one and done, and like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember that Perrin Kaplan girl was like yeah. that as well. In the oh, yeah. was it the Wii? Yeah, she was the Wii uh, PR personally. Wii and GameCube, late GameCube era stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got a quote from uh, Yoshiaki Koizumi, which uh, he was the guy doing trying to make his body into the shape of a number two. Oh, I <laughs> like this one. Okay, uh, so, <laughs> so this is this is one two switch he's talking about here, right? Mm-hmm. So when you play cards, <laughs> yes, uh, you look at opponents in the eye to read their strategy, and that is fun. And we realize that no video game devices have been able to offer that kind of entertainment. I want people to share the fun of playing games, not just over social media, but on street corners. Okay. Uh, when, <laughs> we're with you. <laughs> when, we see, when we see people playing the Switch at various places and with different styles, then we would call the Switch success. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> the tie take? The hot take? Oh, uh, Nintendo Switch is the first video game system to let you see the person you're playing with. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ever. Right? Or, like or try to read your opponent's moves. Because no, that, no, no video game has done that before. I don't. It's kind of like I don't know if it's a mistranslation or just a bad translation. Saying street corners like that—that's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to stand on the corner with it, with your, with just asking people if they want to play with you. Man, uh, let me tell you about this fighting game, Melty Blood. <laughs> it's a, it's like the king of poverty games, right? Like. People will play this on a laptop, and apparently there's this uh, tournament scene or whatever where they're progressing in progressively more garbage places, and like they're 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 just plugging their fight sticks into a laptop and playing on street corners. This is a real thing. <laughs> okay, last quote. This is from uh, Reggie again, and just before I read this quote, um, I just like to read out an offer I just saw on Twitter. Um, Xbox One is. $260 with Battlefield 1. Ooh. And it comes with a one terabyte hard drive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reggie Fiesame is quoted on GameSpot as saying, this is about the, the price of the, the Switch. Um, from a US price point, we want it to be at 299 Then it's all about, okay, what's going to be included? 
obviously the inclusion of the two Joy-Con, no S, critically important. All the right cables, the dock, critically important. We also have to do this from a financial perspective as well. Once we've got that bundle, it really needed to be $299 without a piece of software. It really needed to be $300 without a piece of software. Mm -hmm. I would say though, one to switch, it has many more experiences. It's a wider palette of experiences, potentially more akin to Wii Play than Wii Sports. Oh. Then again, from that standpoint, Wii Play was a standalone piece of software, both with a controller at the time and without. So that's probably a better analogy. Ty, uh, uh, this makes you want to rip your hair out, really. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let me paraphrase that for you. This $300 box has things in it. And <laughs> maybe it'll play video games. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like just like I said previously, this is, I don't think I'm the only one that thinks this way, but man, like Reggie and everybody, I don't think. Anybody that works in Nintendo of America probably thought two ninety nine was a good well, price point. I don't think Danny, anybody outside of Japan. Yeah. Danny, do you remember the the fact that Wii Sports didn't come with a, a pack in? It wasn't a pack in in Japan, but it yeah. was in America. Yeah. So there was obviously some discussion. Like you know, Iwata at the time was like, "Look, we're not going to pack a game in." And then Reggie's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 slow down there!" Like, uh, like two hundred and fifty without a game. I don't think families are going to like that you know we, we yeah. need we need like a you know this is going back to like nes power pack days you know it was action pack days where we've got like you know the robot we've got the system we've got the game we've got everything you need two controllers the gun you know we need a whole package to sell this to families right and yeah. obviously he won out in the end like but um, i mean he maybe he got behind that with basically saying like hey this is some really low-end tech that does some really cool things and you're telling me that putting in this software is going to hurt our bottom line in the West? That's probably I mean, going to make it better. How much does one, two switch co- cost to them? I mean, it's their game. Yeah. It doesn't cost them shit. I mean, they, well, they, well, to, it costs them money to make the game, but like, right. you know, they can easily swallow that to, to be part. I mean, what we're talking here, like six to eight mini games. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the mind boggles. Like, how could that? I mean, even with that packed in, I wouldn't play it. But like, you know what I mean? At least it would have something to play, you know, without, you know, they could try and sell that as like, um, I mean, think about it. They're going to have commercials on TV for one, two switch selling at 40 to $50. Yep. This is going to be one of the worst selling first party games ever. I guarantee that. Nintendo Land, if it wasn't packed in yep. on the Wii U, I don't know how well that would have done. Exactly. At least in the West, it wasn't packed in in Japan. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And look, look. I would love to see Nintendo Land figures for Japan. Right. I mean, just, yeah, terrible, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it, uh, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, to not have like a Zelda pack for America, for example. America fucking loves Zelda. I mean, if they had a Zelda thing, you know, stick some, you know, horrible stickers on it or whatever, stick yeah. the game in there, that would sell gangbusters for like 350 or whatever. But at the same time, though, James, it, it is the launch of a console. And thank God it's in March, kind of like a weird month where they can hopefully figure out this stuff now, as opposed to releasing something during the holidays where you're like, well, shit, I hope this thing sells not just because it's new, but because it's has something fun and that people want to play. It also worries me that, you know, one, two switch. I mean, it's a first party game, right? First party games tend not to come down in price very much. Mm. 
even Nintendo Land, you know, officially, if you want to download it, it's like it's still fucking full price. It's ridiculous. Right. I mean, you can get it for like what eight dollars on eBay, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, the same for New Super Mario Brothers. You, I mean, I got that for ten squids. Well, but you can it, get it for the forty percent off for like three times that amount if you yeah. use your coins. <laughs> exactly. Or you can buy it for you know whatever thirty five dollars after discount. Yeah. Um, if one to switch doesn't come down rapidly, I mean, I'd see that just being one of the biggest bombs ever. I mean, none none of those mini games seem as good as a Wii Sports mini game. I mean, the ones that they've shown so far, at least, you know, sandwich yeah. eating. Showing off the camera. I mean, we didn't talk about that last time, uh, probably because we didn't know, because none of us played one two switch. But there's <laughs> the sandwich eating one where you point the Joy-Con at your face and the camera reads your face. Oh man, that that made some really embarrassing little movie clips on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then you've got. I mean, all the games are very like minimal graphics, right? Which you know, fair enough. It's not it, the aiming. F- <laughs> that's not the aim of the game, right? It's it's right. to be looking at each other, right? That's the whole point. Or looking at a fake sandwich on the screen. <laughs> um, to base a game around having no graphics and just being all around about the controller, I mean, that is just a pack-in. That's just a pack-in. I mean, a game with no graphics and just a, a display of what the controllers can do, that is not something you sell in a box in a store for $40. Yeah. That, I'm sorry, that is just not how you sell that kind of game. You know, honestly, I, I, I am intrigued. I, I want to try it out and my only I mean, way what, of doing that well i'm, I'm definitely going to check out reviews before did you buy, i did you buy we play i did because of the controller what was it called in japan was it hajimete no we or something maybe I, I was in america at the time i don't really okay, okay. yeah I, I got i got it for five pounds okay um and i felt ripped off well i mean i just looked at it as i got it with the controller for like no i think i just got the standalone disc oh, okay <laughs> It was I just mean, like a loose disc or something. I was like, well, well I'll give it a shot. And they're all garbage. Yeah, actually, well, I like the little tank game. But I, oh, I, got, that when it was, I got that when it was brand new. So it was like, okay, I'm getting like a $40 controller in this $50 box. So whatever. Wii Sports Resort, that was good. I liked that. And I yeah. got like the, the stupid little attachments. Yeah, me too. Uh, I got two, <laughs> two in the box for that. That was a good, that was a good deal. Mm-hmm. And those are some good, um, good games in there. Like the, the, the sword fighting one. Yeah. Like one-to-one sword fighting, that was good. But nothing in one-two switch seems to look like that. Right. So unless they've got like these, you know, five amazing secret mini games that they're hiding, and they just blow everyone out the water with, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take back my my words. But till then, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a bad idea. Right. right. Um. One more random, <laughs> I guess, random thing here in the quotes. Um, I guess oh, yeah. <laughs> Sony's uh, Shuhei Yoshida just couldn't resist checking out the Nintendo Switch. So, oh yeah, there's some photos of him walking around the uh, the event that we were at. Oh okay, <laughs> he, he was the day after we. Uh, were at. He was on the Sunday. Got it. But yeah, no one even recognized him. He was just walking yeah. around. Yeah. Nobody probably president of Sony there, just snapping pictures. Yep, <laughs> milking cows. Yep, of course. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our quotes. So we're going to go ahead and take another quick break and come back with your feedback. So stay tuned.
All right, and we're here with your feedback. If you want to hit us up, you can do that in multiple ways. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do that at the Famicast. If you want to send us an email, you can send it to at, oh, God, hold on, Famicast at <laughs> NintendoWorldReport.com. Always got to be something, huh? Every time. Jesus. Uh, hit us up in the talkback thread below in the site article on Nintendo World Report. And, yeah, you can have your, or on YouTube, as some of these other guys have done as well, and you can have your comment, question, complaint right on the show. Well, not this uh, one. There's no, there's no YouTube for this one. Yeah, there is. Oh, well, yeah. For this episode. <laughs> I mean, comments, yes. Right. Ne- next episode, you can uh, leave YouTube comments. Yes. Um, so, James, so, would you mind reading up some of these? Yeah, actually, we got some email. Uh, this was sent a while back. This was for our uh, you know, Game of the Year episode, the, the last episode of last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we totally skipped any form of feedback last episode, right. um, apart from the live feedback, I guess. So Anthony Dranfield, Anthony Dranfield, uh, who's written in several times before, he sent us out his top ten uh, games that he played last year. <laughs> uh, pull, starting at number ten, Pull Blocks, Trading Card, Pokemon Trading Card Game, Monster Hunter Four, Earthbound. Uh, these are all for his 3DS. All oh, right, that was the Super Nintendo Virtual Console game, right? Phoenix Wright Trilogy, Flipnote Studio 3D. <laughs> Uh, Alpha Sapphire, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, the My Nintendo Picross, which I, I believe is free or with coins. Right. Etrian Odyssey Untold, hmm. and then Shimigami Tensei Devil Overlord Underclock, Under Underclock Overclocked, Devil Survivor, <laughs> Survivor Overclocked, Overclocked <laughs> which you play for ninety three hours. Yeah. Wow, good job. Good job. Yeah. And yeah, wow, he played that. Free Picross game for sixty four hours. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Picross is good. Getting his money's worth. <laughs> right then, so we'll move over to YouTube. Um, so this was for episode ninety five. I mean, the latter half of ninety five was a live section that we did at the Switch event. Right. And the first one is for a name which uh, Nintendo World Report fan, long term NWR fans will recognize. Uh, Justin Nason, Justin Nason. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, Doctor Metz uh, invented invented him, right? <laughs> In- interviewed him. <laughs> invented him is it like data, you know, from Star Trek. Uh, I'm tired. He interviewed him for the his book that he's writing about right. the history of science. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Justin Nason said, "Yeah, great to hear, see, and hear Ty. Old school. Yeah, yeah, it goes without saying. It's always great to see and hear me." <laughs> are you are you good friends with Justin? Oh yeah, yeah. I love Justin. Excellent. Uh next one is from I was gonna say Rogue, but I think it's Roque Figuero. That's it's a cool a, name. A good name. Uh thanks for your thoughts, guys. Switch is looking very fun. Okay. I don't think <laughs> considering we weren't like super positive, were we? I was kinda of positive. I think it should go right in the trash, but I'm uh, glad you like it. Uh, <laughs> next, <laughs> I don't oh, think that. That uh, next one is from oh, Jesus Christ, what are these people to call them? Zerong Zugusu. Let me take a shot. Zerong There you go. It is. Why do some of the booths look empty? Uh, I think at the time, maybe they were, <laughs> yeah, they were closing up when we shot that footage. Yeah, so right. Else. Yeah, actually, it was a con- yeah. Concert, right? The concert was playing out at the time. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and people had kind of congregated in the the back area. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch all that um, on the NCL's YouTube site uh, if you want to watch the full concert. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, some, they had some really good uh, music on the second day as well. It, uh, they did a morning show and an a, a afternoon show for both days. So I think there's, yeah, there's like four concerts to watch, basically. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Um, Ness X 64 said he's got so hyped he pre-ordered two Switches. Jeez. <laughs> I guess we, well, we got him excited. We got him too excited. Yeah, I have a lot of Facebook friends that did the same thing. I mean, I did, but it was mainly to ensure that I could get it at the place I wanted to. I got one at Amazon, Amazon Japan, and another at a local electronics store. So, uh, you, bye-bye. Do you think it's going to be high enough demand where you can flip extras on eBay? I could. I just don't want to go through the fucking trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1K Billy says, love the wig guy. Please wear them, <laughs> Please wear them for the next event. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Done deal. No problem. I'll make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the wig guy. If you want to yes. see more of, the, more of the wig guy, check out my video on my YouTube channel, Family Complicated, <laughs> where I have an unedited uh, long take of the wig guy dancing. <laughs> I basically filmed him for about two minutes. <laughs> um, and the last one, this is a bit of a you know facepalm moment for us guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Nick Leon. Uh, thanks for the comment, Nick. He says... Uh, Four minutes fifty-five in the video. You didn't notice, Mister Tezuka Takashi? How dare you! And I went back and looked at the footage, and yeah, he's right. We walked straight past <laughs> Tezuka. Yeah. Oh man, I would have personally thanked him for Mario Maker. I I must have just barely missed looking his general direction. Yeah. We all just just looked past him, I guess. Yeah, and he he was just stood calmly, quietly watching the. Uh, the concert yeah <laughs> so, i mean that's the thing i mean you're in a big pl- event like that you're just surrounded by people and you can just blend in you know i mean yeah, i mean we probably walked past a bunch of people probably. to be honest i mean yeah Shuhei yoshida tezuka miyamoto mm-hmm. the ghost of iwata they're all there yes yes um and you know we also got a couple of different things out here on twitter too i um tweeted out something earlier well before we recorded i said hey recording a next episode soon did you reserve a switch what do you think about the launch lineup send us your questions and comments we got quite a few a couple (laughs) um yeah and actually we kind of talked about this a little bit and this is from jose y uh dude 789 on twitter um this is kind of more of directed towards james because he's the only one that played but uh does arms play well with motion controls maybe quick answer yes okay um, and from Kevin Morris, he said, the launch lineup is fine. The launch is for Zelda fans. The <laughs> real launch is holiday 2017. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, when is Splatoon coming out? Is that summer? Summer. Summer. If I'm going to go to Switch, it's going to be in summer. Yeah. Because I'm sure something will have come down in price at that point. Mm, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Bender, uh, username Bender underscore guitar. It says, it has Zelda, the only game that matters. Bomberman looks cool, but I'll wait until it's cheaper. Good choice. Um, this is from Zilla Boy, Noir Zilla Gaming <laughs> on Twitter. I pre-ordered the Switch in Zelda. I have six kids, so I want Bomberman and 1-2-Switch for me and my family, too. That seems like that, you know, 1-2-Switch seems like it might be a fun game to play if you have, like, a lot of kids and family no, members and stuff. 
It's so what you're fun. saying is it's a game for children. <laughs> yeah, I mean, children and families. I don't think you're going to go out with your Call of Duty bros probably playing some one-two switch. Um, from the footage I've seen uh, at the events, apparently all the, the presentation of the game is that kind of full motion video, like those actors that we saw huh. like dressed up as cowboys. It's all part of the presentation of the game, like in the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like those kind of bright orange and blues, you know, Bizarre. people wearing stupid costumes. Mm-hmm. Comes with a wig. <laughs> well, makes sense, I Japanese guess. Japanese one doesn't come with a wig, though. <laughs> it needs to. Uh, from Mark Harrison, uh, he's been on. He's had some couple of comments on the show before. Uh, he said he pre-ordered with Amazon UK, but I don't know why. Paying three hundred fifty pounds to play Zelda, and then two months later, Mario Kart Eight. So, yeah, yeah man, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, if I if someone was just going to give me free money, how much would I need? I mean, a, a Switch, a Zelda, and a Pro. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually thinking about buying the Jap- Japanese system when I do get around to buying it. I mean, it wouldn't matter. Thanks, yeah, thanks to the region free. That's yeah. cool. Um, yeah. Uh, last comment here from Unhatched Yoshi Egg. <laughs> what launch lineup? I only want Zelda, and that's on Wii U. I'll probably wait for Mario Pack and fall. <laughs> he says it's very in, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah and I'm I, sure we'll have different SK, SKUs in uh, Christmas. Um, yeah. Uh, probably a pack-in. Um, um, I don't know about a reduced regular thing, but you know, well, there'll be something more available than there are now. Pack-in would at least bring more value to the product, you know. Right. There won't be any pack-ins in Japan, but yeah. in, in the states and Europe. And I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say that's out of the question. There have been plenty of pack-ins with 3ds, and depending on how they market this thing here, you know, six months down the line. Okay, Danny, um, let me tell you about how Japanese people price things. <laughs> I was in a shop called Sony Plaza, which is a, kind of like an import store here mm-hmm. in Japan. And uh, I, was, I saw this chocolate that I really liked. It's kind of these little mini bars of uh, Rita Sport, which um, some people might know from Europe. Great, great bit of chocolate. And it was 59 yen a piece. And there was a big sign on top. Uh, it was kind of like, a, like a pick and mix kind of situation. It had little baskets, different flavors. And there's a big sign with a you know shiny uh, sign that someone had made, and it said ten for five hundred ninety yen. It's a deal, man. <laughs> that is how things are priced in Japan. Okay, no. so if and it's a bundle, it is exact price of what the game plus the Switch costs. That's not always actually true. Yeah, it is. But we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, anyways, yeah. Again, if you guys out there have any questions or anything, send it our way. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take another quick break and close up the show. All right, so that's going to be all for today. So we're going to go ahead and give out our Twitter handles so that you can follow us on Twitter if you want. Again, for the Famicast, it's at the Famicast. If you want to follow me, Danny Bivens, you can follow me at Danny Biv. I don't think, yeah, Danny Biv. Jesus Christ. Uh, James, <laughs> how about you, man? Can't even get your own freaking one right. Um, a long day. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Family Complicated uh, or youtube.com slash Family Complicated. And pleased to be watching my uh, Switch event video, which is different from the three videos we made at uh, for NWR TV. Right. Uh, and hey, we, we did a quick tour, didn't we? 
yeah. And I say, hey, th- special thanks to James for getting like some of the stuff ready <laughs> out there. Because yeah, good yeah, job, man. No problem. We got a we got a tour video. Then we've got the the second half of the live episode, which you can see us just you know sat around a picnic table right in front of the event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the third one is that uh, we did a what's it called a periscope. Yes, uh, we did some periscope videos around the event. Uh, so yeah, that's a third video if you want to watch that. Yeah, but, and those those Periscope videos actually turned out really well, really easy to do. We'll probably do something more with that, maybe for TGS. So look forward to that. <laughs> look forward to that in ten months. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> well, what else are we gonna do? I mean, shit. Well, there must be some other things between. I, I was I was hoping, but you know, there's gonna be loads of first party events aimed at Japanese people, <laughs> like they always have. Q <laughs> tumbleweed sound effect. Ty, where could we find you? Uh, I'm super cat drugs on Twitter. Uh, and my Twitter is great. It's the greatest of them all. Um, <laughs> but please check it out for like, uh, haunted video games and anime bullshit. Sweet. What did you say? Anime boobs? Yes, <laughs> sure. All right. We've come full circle. Um, it, um, uh, it retweets from illbleed.txt. Y'all remember illbleed, the best video game ever? Uh, uh, yes, no. I, I I think I've talked about it in the past. I'll talk about it in the future, surely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I will, and don't call me Shirley. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I think that's gonna do it. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening, and yeah, see you next time. Peace. Late.